This was the show with Danny. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Patrick Hitch. Hello. You thought we were dead. <laughs> and we, we are. Trickery. This is the actual last episode. Don't get your hopes up. But welcome back to That's the Show with Danny, the show that once was and will forevermore not be. I'm your host, Danny Hatch. I'm here with the lovely Rosa, Rosa, Rosa. Hello. Wow. What an exciting day. I keep looking at the camera like it's it on, is... like I made eyes just now at the camera. Oh, yeah. It's tough to get out of that mode. But this is, uh, you'll know this since you're listening and not watching, this is an audio-only episode. Secret. Of That's the Show with Danny. Something I've wanted from the very, be- well, at the very beginning, we they, they were audio-only. But shortly after that, we had all video, and I said, nobody watched the video. See, I just did that to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't have known that, listeners, but I I gestured at the camera. Rosa knew. It was all for Rosa's benefit. But I said, no, 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 my show is an an auditory-only show. I never do physical (laughs) visual gags on my show, and I never will. I don't know why you bother with the video. There's nothing added. Well, I think it's because the subscribers have to have extra. It's all about the subscribers with these people. Isn't it really like a scheme? Look, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Because you love dead air. But uh, yeah, it's a scheme. It's all a scheme. It's all a scam. Podcasting (laughs) is the world's oldest scam. Everyone knows that. Yeah. 10,000 years ago when we started podcasting, Mm -hmm. when we got sedentary. On the cave walls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I do feel like there's something special about having secret, unpermissioned recording since since that's how we met was doing a a secret. That's true. An an unauthorized recording in the Keith and the Girls studio is how Rosa's love and my love merged Mm. and became Doza. Doza. Shout out Sabia. I know we tried really hard for what did we come up with? Randy? It was No, Randy. Danny. No, no, no. We came up with something. It was uh Rody? Was that right? Mm. Yeah. No, it couldn't have been Rody. <laughs> it was Ronnie. It was Ronnie. Ronnie. No, it's, remember it rhyme with pepperoni. Yes, human. Rony. Yes. Guys, don't we make a better Rony than a dosa? If, as far as food groups go, I feel like we're more like pepperoni than dosa. Mm-hmm. But Apia, we do appreciate. That you coined us a... Isn't that fun having a couple portmanteau name? Mm-hmm. There's Brangelina. The, 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 Deceased. R.I.P. Mm, Brangelina. Okay, who else we got? Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. That, of course, is Tita. <laughs> what They're was J-Lo with, when somebody... Oh, Benifer. Oh, yeah. Benifer. That, I feel like that was the original. I know it wasn't, but it felt like... Ben Affleck went through two Benifers with oh, uh, J-Lo and Jennifer Garner. Oh, Couldn't right. make Benifer work. As hard as he possibly tried. How did Jennifer Garner w- not work out? That looked like it was so healthy for so long. It looked like it was a tale as old as time, one of the great loves of our age, and then it turns out he's banging the nanny on a plane with Tom Brady. My goodness. I want to meet Ben Affleck because yeah. I think I what, could impress him. What w- yeah, what would you say to him? How you like them apples? Mm. And be like, I bet he's never, ever gotten that one before. Do you get it? Do you get what I did, Ben? And he'd probably be I, like, no, what is that from? I'd be like, you know, you're good, good. Uh, good good will hunting and then we'd be friends i'm sure you'd be fast friends i'm kind of a rough and tumble street kind of guy which i feel like is the kind of guy that ben likes to be around well you know who he really likes to be around matt damon canterbridgians which is what i soon will be mm-hmm. just for the listeners out there the um people's republic of cambridge refers to its own peoples as canterbridgians because that sounds fancier because we fancy and smarter so and if you don't know this, Ben and Matt and 
Um, Casey? What, what's the underwear? Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. They all grew up in my neighborhood in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. They played saw, ball like across the, across the street. hung out with them every day. All the time. She saw they were the neighborhood kids. She called them. What'd you call them? It was uh, Matt, Ben, and Mark. Was, yeah. <laughs> you called them. <laughs> well, I called. I, You're not I just very called, original. Honestly, nickname. I called them the gang. The gang. But were you there? Were you with Marky Mark when he um, did all those hate crimes against Asian people? Uh, you know, I wasn't, and I didn't hear about it until much later. And so I felt it was hard because mm-hmm. when your friends do, when you find out that someone that you respect and you've been friends with for a long time that you've stood yeah. up for, that you've defended, oh, sure. that you've touted, that you've championed, yeah. when you find out that they've done something truly heinous, mm-hmm. um, it is hard. You There's an internal struggle. Yeah. How do you think Ted felt having to learn that about his friend Mark Wahlberg? Um, that's why they had to make a whole second movie. That's true. And they had to make it real bad to punish Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As penance for you committing hate crimes, I believe against Vietnamese people, Mark Wahlberg, you are hereby sentenced to be in Ted 2. Mm. Did not like Ted 2. I didn't either. I don't know if I got all the way through it. No, I think no. I tried to watch it while you were sleeping and you like, maybe you pr- were going to watch it. I woke up a couple times yeah. just to be like, this is dumb. This is so bad. This is bad. It was, yeah. it was haunting my dreams. It was seeping in through my ears into my brain. I know. I don't have to explain to you how that works. You're a oh, brain I'm, doctor. Uh, yeah, I, I know all about it. And it got in my dreams and it was really pretty messed up stuff. Yeah, it was um, for 2015. When did it come out? 20, 2015. The jokes yep. were inexcusable. It's like maybe in 2005 you can get away with the oh, kind sure, of humor back that in the they dark were ages. touting, but not today. No, Mm-mm. we're all tolerant now as our current administration <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, has gone out of its way to prove. I know I am so disappointed in America right now. I'm scared of America right now. Yeah. And I have, look, I'm a white man. I can pass as straight. I can pass as cis. <laughs> I should have nothing to be scared about. But you're Based on my you're, privilege. But, but you're I'm afraid. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. For people that I know and love, and also for myself, because I'm a selfish person, and that's what I tend to focus on when I'm afraid, is me. But oh, yeah, this this is something I wanted to talk about. Yes. We talked a little bit about this at Christmas. Um, end of days plans. Sort of like, mm. what would you do? And listeners, I hope that you, in your own yes, minds... Yes, this can be a fun interactive game. Yeah, While we're yeah. talking about this, you get your go-back ready. My go-back? Go-back. You have a go-bag? Like your, oh, go-bag. I thought you said yeah. go-back. I was like... no. Oh. No. So the listeners, while you're listening to this, you want to just pack your go bag. You want bottled water, Mountain Dew. Yeah, do the do. It uh, it'll give you your boost, that extra energy. That energy to get away from the nukes. You got to outrun the nukes. Mm -hmm, It's tough, mm -hmm. but you can do it with dew. I'm pretty sure you can also pour Mountain Dew on nuclear waste fallout, and it it, uh, neutralizes it. Cancel it it out. Yeah, yeah. I read that in Scientific American Mm -hmm, twice. mm -hmm. They reprinted it because it was so true. It's and it's also just so important right now to know that if we got to get the yeah. real facts, the good, useful facts out there to the people. Will Mellow Yellow work? Oh, the off-brand Coke version of Mountain Dew. Uh, is Coke really doing an off-brand of anything? They're not. They they have. Well, I mean, uh, for Mountain Dew, they are. I mean, Mountain wow. Dew is probably. I would. They couldn't say, let them have it. They had. They had to come in and. Well, I mean, look, Pepsi. You know, kind of stole Coke's thing with Pepsi. Sure. And then I guess this was Coke's way of getting back at Pepsi by making Mellow Yellow to copy Mountain Dew. I mean, Mountain Dew is probably more popular than Pepsi, right? Uh, In terms of Pepsi yeah, products? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Dr. Definitely. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's pretty popular. Is that a Pepsi product? I want to say no. Dr. Pepper's good. This must be fascinating for us. All right. Um, but for go bags, yes. not, not just go bags, but like plans. Really, truly. 
Um, should there be an incident, whether it's an airstrike, a nuke, a uh, zombie apocalypse, whatever, whatever scenario you're in. I would welcome a zombie apocalypse at this point. I feel like that is our best case scenario now. Yeah, it's true, because at least you can run away from You can them. run away and like... They- they're not trying to be bad. You know what I mean? Like they can't help it. The zombies. Mm, yeah, I do. That's why I like natural disasters is like, it's mm, not, there's no bad guy. That's right. Like the bad guy nature. is just it circumstance. It just happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I, okay. So, or even if it was an asteroid, anything. Uh-huh. So there's end of days are coming mm-hmm. and you either, your options are you can hunker down where you are mm. or you can try to flee. So what first off a or B do you hunker or do you flee? Well, for what? I mean, if it's an asteroid, I'm just going to hunker. I feel like there's no point in fleeing. You're not going to Elijah Wood up and try to get to the highest hill? Well, it was was it that or was it didn't he get picked to be to live in that colony of a, you know, of a government for like a million Americans member uh, in deep impact? Wait, wait, wait. But didn't they it's been a while since I watched it. I know you watched it oh, recently. But, then but didn't they then him yeah. and his like 14-year-old wife? <laughs> he was also 14. It's not like he Right. It wasn't gross. It's <laughs> uh, two 14-year-olds making love. Making having marital relations. Making the best of their last days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Didn't they run away I and go to the top right, of a really big hill? Because she couldn't get in the bunker with him. Oh. So then he came with his motorcycle and saved Bidet for himself and his woman only. And yeah. her brother? I feel like her little brother was there as well. God, I don't remember. That I was mean, a good I, movie. I, I was always the, the bigger fan of Armageddon. Yeah, that's because you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's because you're not as intellectual as I am. Deep Impact is for the eggheads. Armageddon's for the meatheads. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I think that that is an accurate account. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's all these funny cowboys, oil men who are going to go up and save us. Have you heard Ben Affleck's Armageddon DVD commentary? Is there really? It's real. And it's like him just shitting on Armageddon. That's there's a, there's a clip of Is he drunk? I love a drunk Probably. Ben Affleck. Yes, and it always comes back to Ben Affleck, doesn't it? Mm. I didn't even mean to do that. Is but that the root? I think that I might don't be. I do But there's a clip on YouTube of him uh, criticizing the scene where, you remember, it's all the, the minor guys come and they're going to teach the astronauts how to drill. Right, because it's easier to teach someone. Bruce Willis says, no, my guys know how to drill. I'll just teach them how to be astronauts because mm-hmm. that's easier. And Ben Affleck takes that to task. It's very funny. Uh, can't quote any lines from it because it, you know, I only watched it once, but it's funny. God, I've watched it like twelve times. I weep when Bruce Willis says goodbye to Liv Tyler on the big giant screen. Yep. I, I ugly cry. Yeah, that's uh, you, snotty. You, you, it's you, a snotty affair. You have a thing with uh, sci-fi dads having to leave their daughters behind. I know you ugly cried during Interstellar. Oh my God, the scene when spoiler alert, y'all. This only takes forty seconds. Uh, so you can tune back in. in well, the movie D-minus. came out three years ago, and this scene right, occurs less than halfway into the movie. So they go off to uh, to this. They land on this planet or whatever, uh, and it's mm-hmm. uh, and the the planet it has uh, is very close to a black hole. So the gravity is very intense, and then also time is really fucked up. So basically, seven minutes on this planet is like I don't know a year, or a something, year. Yeah, and they're and they they miscalculate a bunch of things, and they end up down there for. 22 years or some shit. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets back on the planet, on the spaceship, he watches a video message from his kids who have grown up. He's got a bunch. He's got like a backlog of them. Oh, yeah. He's got... And his daughter had stopped sending him messages. So yeah. it's only his son. And then Casey he Affleck. finally gets... Was it Casey? Mm-hmm. Jesus, these fucking brothers. These Afflecks. Mm-hmm. Affleck. It always Affleck. comes back to Affleck. But they do... <laughs> Gilbert? <laughs> Let me make sure yeah. it was Casey Affleck because I hate to be wrong. If there's one thing I hate, it's to be wrong. Wrong. Uh, let's hope for the best, y'all. So 
uh, he sits down and he sees this final message that he gets from his adult daughter now, who he had promised he was going to come back to see her as soon as he could. She was not happy with him leaving. Uh, and she's pretty disappointed in him, and he is crying. Mm-hmm. And I was not just ugly crying with the snot, but I was the loudest person in the IMAX mm-hmm. theater. It was like a Jordan's Furniture, huge place, and I think anyone, everyone could hear me. Well, everything is supersized in the IMAX. The emotions are supersized. That's right. The tears are supersized, and the sobbing sounds are certainly supersized. It was Casey Affleck. It was also we were watching Super Size Me. Yes, a double feature. They pair so well together. It's like The Wizard of Oz and uh, the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm, If mm -hmm. you play them both at the same time, it matches up perfectly. Morgan Spurlock gets fat, and Matthew McConaughey's daughter saves the day. That's right. After she turns into Morgan Spurlock is the black hole. Who consumes yes. everything. Yes, because he's so hungry. Because mm-hmm. there's no McDonald's in space and he's got to eat something because he's conditioned himself. And he says, look, uh, where in the world is Osama bin Laden? I don't know. I'm in space. That was a... Did, yeah. That, I, I, the direct quote, right? Yeah. yeah. It's that, a, was that the tag of the film? Well, it wasn't the tag. But I mean, it, of the mashup. Like when, I know it was on the this, poster, yes, yeah, that yeah. I made. That only I have seen. Mm. But it was, yes, it was that tagline. You're correct. Yeah. I hate to correct you. So, okay, we're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Back so the decision, so you're saying the decision, it, it depends on what the circumstances. So let's be more specific then. Okay. Let's give you some constraints. Okay. So what's happening is um, the city has been put on lockdown and the government is not giving us information about why, but they've asked us to not leave and we don't trust our government. So you could be tempted to, to flee. Or you could just follow hmm. our dictator's orders. What are you doing in that one? We'll go through all the options. Don't worry. <sighs> I mean, where would I flee to? Or to where would I flee, rather? Um, okay, so we're on the coast. Mm-hmm. We could try to hijack a vessel by water. But we couldn't do that. I mean... I got some boat skills. No, I'm sure I could figure the boat skills out, but the hijacking part, you know, the stealing of the well, boat. Well, everyone and- is on lockdown. So we, but there's cops, there's like probably cops enforcing the lockdown out, right? Or are they on lockdown too? Is it a catch 22 situation? I mean, when we had the Boston bombers um, being in pursuit and there was lockdown, the police were like all in Watertown. Everyone, you know, Noah went down to the Dunkin' Donuts. This is Mayron Gagani's husband. husband. He walked down to the Dunkin' Donuts. Nobody stopped him. There was nobody out there. Got himself a treat Mm -hmm. only for himself. So let's imagine. How are their employees? At, how is Dunkin' Donuts open though? The cops had ordered for only the Dunkin' Donuts right, to be open that's, because they needed coffee and donuts. That's so funny. Isn't that remarkable? <laughs> Those are the only people who were not on lockdown were the employees of the Dunkin' Donuts. Because uh, their lives don't matter. Yeah, who cares right. if uh, a terrorist attacks them? I mean, I would, I'm, you know, it's from the cops' perspective. I'm so afraid. Dunkin' Donuts employees' lives matter. They do. I'm so afraid of someone hearing my words and taking them out of context and thinking I'm a bad person when I've already given them so many examples of my words in context that I am a bad person. Can I tell you something spooky? Okay. So you know how we have Photoshop and we can make images that aren't real? And that's theoretically spooky because you could make a thing look like a thing. Splice the audio. So the newest technology that's been developed um, is they have Photoshop but for audio. So what it takes is you need about... I don't know, 20 minutes worth of someone audio recorded. And then you can train this thing to then be able to generate that person saying anything you want. And it's very hard to discern from real. That is, you were correct. 
That's extremely spooky. Super spooky, right? Shit, because like, I have at least 20 minutes, I think, of recorded audio of me. And what I wonder is like, okay, is this the kind of thing that now there's going to be all this like fake leaked audio? Or is it going to be the kind of thing where now you no mean, leaked? I'm sorry, alternative leaked audio. Alternative leaked audio. Or is it going to be the case that it undermines all leaked audio? And unless someone owns up to a thing, we default state, don't believe it. I mean, I guess it would have to be that, right? Well, we've weathered the Photoshop era. There are some ways of sort of, you know, yes. like how, like, and that's what I want. How do we know when images are photoshopped? Is it because we can't because we find oh, the no original? Clue. I'm walk. I'm stumbling through the world blind. I assume everything I see is real. But like, sure, you know, there's things on Reddit where you can tell. You see mm -hmm. an image, you know, oh, there's obviously photoshopped. Well, and this might be so. The first, I have the first porn image that I can ever remember masturbating to was i later learned to photoshop mm. it was sarah michelle geller with a dick in her mouth mm. apparently for whatever reason sarah michelle geller is a popular target for these photoshop porn creeps well the vast and majority unknowingly i uh was very attracted to that image sure it's a bad photoshop in retrospect i found it since so maybe um but but the, yeah. see that's the thing is like that's a bad photoshop we are duped all the time right the cover of cosmo the cover of any yes. beauty magazine those are photoshops that are spot on and unless someone showed us those videos where they pinch and pull and drag and smooth we wouldn't even know um sponsored by dale's pale ale this episode yeah that's right ah, cool refreshing beer get it in my butt but I do, I, I do, I do, it makes me nervous, this idea of photoshopped audio. I don't know what you call that. Doctored audio. Photo mm, shop? Maybe I could be Dr. Audio. Dr. That audio. That way I can be anonymous on our new network. Dradio. Do you still want to be anonymous on our new network? I don't know. Probably not. Let's talk about this also, about this network. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it, but I don't, I don't want to become a network. If we don't have to be sense. a network. I like the idea of Just being recording it and sending them the files. I don't like hosting. I don't want it to look. This is real talk. Real talk. I'm leaving Keith and the girl. I don't want to immediately start like a podcast. Business, we are so you know? far from I doing know. a network. I think I the idea is um, I want to I want to like my vision is that we uh -huh. focus on recording mm -hmm. really good quality content of course it's all about providing good services uh being able to put out content ourselves it'll be so good what we do we'll call it pro tent pro tent and it'll be a form of protest yes contest um but no I, I think oh protest contest protest contest pro tent i like pro tent maybe that's the name of our thing but no i what i want to have happen is um i do like the idea of inviting people in before we start charging for our recording services to just get some stuff in our little Oh, we're charging thing. right away. Really? I don't know. Huh. I'm just I don't think we need to. Fun. But then sure, we you know, the notion of like curating content is not so much that we would curate to host, but I think identifying good content, identifying talented people mm -hmm. who have a committed interest or whatever. And then even if it's that we just, it's not a contract necessarily, but that we say, okay, a protract. 
Huh? I Wait. just uh, gestured at the camera, but it's not on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not So there. just imagine me, listeners, <laughs> gesturing at you. He keeps looking. He keeps wall. looking at you guys too. I'm trying to gym it up with these cameras. I'm trying to give a, but uh, no one's looking no at dice, me. No dice. No dice. No, but I do think it would be worth sort of helping identify talent, cultivate talent. And then, yeah, sure. We uh, give them the content to release and we give them, I don't know. How hard is it to release things to iTunes? Is there like a, a, a how-to Yeah, no, guide? I can do that, but I just yeah. don't. We want didn't, to yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to go down the road of, of all of the work okay. involved. I think we go slow about oh, it. Oh, yes, of course. But um, I don't want to break up, though. Like, oh, uh, that is. We're not going to. No. Mm-mm. No, we won't. We have staying power. I know I said like now, like, like sarcastically, a, but <laughs> this, this, like, this is like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh-oh. I love you so much. And mm. I think we are a match for the ages. I love you too, honey. Thank you. So back to the end of a world. So, okay. In this scenario where we're under lockdown, I suspect that you would follow the authorities' orders and I probably would too, maybe. That's I mean, not a very exciting scenario. <laughs> <laughs> look, be. if you, look, if you're like, look, I, I can do this. We're going to hijack a boat. I know how to do this. I'm not going to be like, okay, good luck. Like, I'll join you. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying like, I can't, don't. I can't be the one to hijack the. I don't know what I'm doing sure. with the boat. You're not a pirate. But I trust. No, I'm not a pirate. I'm a butt pirate. But I'm not. You know, a sea pirate. I think what we would do is honestly, we would go to like MIT or Harvard Medical School, which are these sort of fortress type buildings where That's there's true. lots of technology and people and skills and, and tools. Yeah, that and they the tunnels connect all of that shit. There are yeah. tunnels all Whoa. underneath. I just got a lot less worried. Yeah. Oh, so, we're gonna be yeah, fine. We're gonna be fine. Now, okay, so now, okay, so the situation has changed. What's everyone complaining about? Situation I'm gonna be fine. Zombie apocalypse. Mm, Okay. 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 Hunker down or flee. Hunker down or flee. Oh, I think you'd have. I think you'd have to hunker down. Right. Hunker down for zombies. Don't they just come? They do just come, but then if you flee, they're just out there. I suppose that's true. You're delivering yourself to them. At least if you hunker down, it's like DiGiorno's. It's not delivery. They have to come to you mm. for the food. But then you're cornered. It's like That's the girl true. in the house in the horror film. Why does she go upstairs? Because uh, that's where the best bathroom is. Mm. Girls, well, girls right. love going to the bathroom. So you want to stay and I want to go. What would we well, do? Well, I'll do whatever you want. I mean, like, look, <laughs> you're more headstrong than I am. Probably because you're smarter and you're more uh, confident in all of your decisions than I am. So I would follow you, honestly, but like if we're taking a consensus, I would say probably for zombies, I would say we fortify and we hunker down. Mm. I'm not saying we just like, you know, close the blinds and hope we're fine. Sure. I say we like, I mean, we probably got to get guns, right? I would get a gun if some shit Where are we going to get a gun? I wouldn't even know the first place. Walmart, but not in Massachusetts. That's why we'd have to leave. To get the guns. Yeah. So we, I mean, we could go to like a Walmart in like the Midwest and then come back. I feel like again, I would go to MIT or Harvard Med, and they've I feel like guns. they would have the anti-zombie. Oh yeah, they've virus. got like, you know what I mean? like cyber weapons. They would have the thing that it's inoculates not. you. Oh sure, that's you know, what you mean. Yeah. They have sec- I'm sure there's a secret vial. Okay, so it's not zombie apocalypse, but it's not. But it doesn't inoculate you from being inoculate you from being eaten. It inoculates you from turning into a zombie. But if I'm, look, Good if I point. get turned into a zombie, I get turned into a zombie. At that point, I don't care. Because then you can't, you're physically incapable of you're, caring. It's the equivalent to being dead because yeah. it's actually something else living that is using your corpse. Yes. You're just a host for this That's parasite. True. You make a good point. So like. So I why f- are we working on zombie inoculation? Oh, we're not. No well, for the no rest, s- I mean, 
And I, hmm. Oh, because we want to just end the zombie spread. I feel like zombie inoculation is important right now before they're zombies yeah. to get everyone inoculated from zombies. But like once they're zombies, I don't think inoculation is going to do much. Yeah, well, these anti-vaxxers better be listening because this is why vaccines matter. Oh, all vaccines matter. All right, here's my next okay. question. Let's talk about nukes because nukes is what I'm Yeah, so that's what I was going to go to is next is nukes. Okay. So nukes, the, the way the nukes are going to work yeah. is wherever a nuke hits, blast zone, there's an there's a there's a perimeter a radius mm -hmm. of impact, mm -hmm. and the further away you are, the mm -hmm. better off you are. Lots of us will survive the first nuke or two, you know, <laughs> the next like four, most of us. The next six hundred, probably not going to survive them. It, you know, it depends how many nukes get dropped. But if it's only a couple in major cities, you know, the majority of us. But that's the thing; it's never going to be that. When one nuke Why? gets dropped, all the nukes are going to get dropped. Why? That's how it, it's a game of dominoes. We were talking about this last night. I know. We Very were romantic pillow talk. I think, let's say North Korea develops the capacity to nuke Los Angeles and they nuke Los okay. Angeles. Then, of course, the United States is going to wipe North Korea off the map. Yeah. There's no question. Then a lot of that fallout and radiation is going to waft over into China, who has mm. nuclear weapons. And China's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? China's going to fire off some nukes in America. America's going to be like, well, okay, now it's on. America's going to fire a lot of nukes at China because China's got like, what, 300 nukes and we've got 700 something or 7,000 even. Oh my God, that's so scary. So then China, so we're going to, you know, so America and China, you know, it's going to drift. The Russia's going to get involved. Russia's got, I think. Could we just blow China off sure. the map before they can deploy more than a couple of nukes? Well, the thing is like we could theoretically... I mean, I guess we can't now because there's so many different ways to launch a nuke. Why are we talking on airwaves about it's fun. nuke? Okay, good, good, good. I think like back in the day when it was just like nuclears being launched from a silo, I think you could like strike, like tactically strike nuclear, you know, you could like, that's what a first strike is. It's like, mm. you know, you take out, you know, it, theoretically Russia could. I guess I couldn't now because we have submarines and all these all sorts of ways to deploy the nukes. But back in the day, they could theoretically have just like attacked all of our nuclear silos, mm. disabling them. Now, I don't think that's an option. Yeah. But, I, you know, could, I'm also pretty be. sure that they recently reported that there are like frozen nukes in parts of Siberia and parts of mm. Russia, like abandoned nuclear development sites, which are thawing because of global warming. Yeah, those will heat right up. <laughs> They'll be ready to go. They'll be nice and cooking. That's is that why the doomsday clock ticked forward? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's why. There's just it's the number of nukes plus the ten, the level of tenuousness. Is that right? I think it's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of it's factors. It's like global unrest. It's like uh, the strength of our political institutions. Mm -hmm. It's the nukes. Um, I think they added a fourth category for Donald Trump's tweets now. <laughs> <laughs> So they move. They That's what, that that did the whole thing because no one made new nukes in the last week, but well, we, the clock went forward because <laughs> Donald Trump started tweeting. It doesn't make the news when they move it a couple seconds here and there. So they have been ticking it up a couple seconds every time he tweets, and it has it now. It's gotten to the point where they had to you know announce that they're a moving whole, it. Is it a half a minute that went forward? Yep. Okay, we were at three minutes to midnight, and now we are at two and a half minutes to midnight. Jesus I don't think Christ. it ever got that bad in Watchmen. I think it only got to two minutes to midnight at Watchmen, like right before that weird alien thing yeah. got sent. But you know. Okay, so here's the scenario. Real. The scenario is okay. Um, it's like sort of first strike territory. Okay, so let's say New York gets nuked. New York gets nuked. Who else would it be? It's true. I mean, DC could be. It could be DC. Could be DC. Okay, so yeah. DC. Oh my God, and the kids are there. Um, 
Well, they DC, live a ways away, at least from they'd where be out of the blast DC zone. would be nuked. The, yeah, out of the capital. Like they live in DC, but they live what ten miles from the capital? Yeah, they're, they're, like they'll, they'll, they'll be okay. Maybe that's six. Okay, miles. so let's say Manhattan mm-hmm. or DC. One of the two is nuked. Doesn't matter because we're going to be in Cambridge, mm-hmm. but we know Boston is going to be high up on the list. How high though? I mean, I don't know if it's about the message that's being sent or about the technology. Like, if it's about shutting down our hackers, like who knows? I don't know. You know. Why why would Boston be a target? See, that's what I'm wondering. I don't think Boston would. I think I mean, I don't know how like I think Oklahoma is going to be a target for sure because they have Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. They have a giant Air Force Base in Oklahoma. Oh. Like that was a worrisome thing for me to realize when I was a teenager and reading like nuclear Whoa. fiction because I was like, "Oh, I'm in Oklahoma, he's safe." And then I realized, "Oh no, I live like pretty close to Tinker Air Force Base. Tinker Air Force Base oh. is going to get taken out i did not think about that is tinker air force base a lot bigger like san antonio has a lot of military bases san antonio is probably too i i uh i know oklahoma has a lot of military bases i know tinker is a pretty major air force base i don't know how major but i would imagine places where there are major military operations happen or bases Mm. are gonna be first besides the major population slash symbolic areas like new york and dc okay i don't so does that mean massachusetts have I Mas- think it means Massachusetts we- has the like intellectual. Right. So that's the thing. The sort of, you know, it's our, our best academics, our best minds, our best mm-hmm. hackers. I mean, it's Silicon Valley also, you know, if mm. it's hard to say where, mm. you know, like we're the Silicon Valley of the East, right? Sure. So if it was the case that we had a lot of hacking power, although it could be some 400 pound guy in the middle <laughs> of uh, Oklahoma. In his mom's basement. Yeah. Fuck you, Donald um, Trump. Okay, does that mean we hunker down? Or does what does that mean? Well, where would we go? We could... I mean, I got to get a passport. <laughs> that's got to become a priority. Okay, what's the last place that's going to get nuked in America? I think in America... Or do we go to Canada? I mean, I think Canada could get nuked. I think probably Portugal has a good stands a good chance of being left it's alone. It's going to require a boat and a right. long-ass journey. Right. So where in America? <sighs> Montana? Oh, I like Montana a lot. Or like the ma- or like the mountains. Mountains. I think you'd have to go deep in the mountains. Maybe hang out with some goats. Yeah, I love mountain goats. Get a little crystal meth. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Of it. Well, I mean, we could go to Colorado, get that legal weed. Yeah, I don't think the legalities of weed are going <laughs> to matter when when we're at end of days time. That's true. Might as well go to Mexico and just smoke it straight off the farm. Serious question. Yes. Are we in end was of days? Was this not a serious question, this whole category no, of I was, questions? I was funning around. All right, here but we go. now we're getting serious. Are we in end of days time right now? Mm, we are two and a half minutes from end of days time. Right. No, we're not in end of... I don't... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think... I don't think I we don't are, think but I think time. we're on the ramp down towards it. I think we're on the decline towards end of days time for sure. And I don't know if we're at the point where we'll be able to climb back up that ramp. I think... Isn't this a fun bonus show? I think we're at the point where uh, end of days is a legitimate possibility, but is still yeah. um, a very, very, very small possibility. It's just more legitimate. Than it's just more legitimate than it's ever been with. before in our, our experience and probably in a lot of people who have lived a lot longer than us as experience. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, uh, you know, nukes are serious business and as much as Donald is sort of casual, casual about it, uh-huh. I wanted to say blase and whatever. Cage, I like it. Cage. Uh, and it is disconcerting that um, Angela Merkel had to explain to him this week what the Geneva Convention mm-hmm. was. That's the kind of thing that makes me think, oh, we are fucked. Mm-hmm. But if um, if they're able to like sort of hold it down, 
uh, and we can get this thing over with in a couple of years, then things are going to get slowly oh, get better and yeah. then it's going to be even better than it was before. I think if we can we're survive gonna, Donald Trump, America is going to thrive. Because we're going to be strong but and we the, are woke. And I mean, quest, not all of us, but a lot of people are fucking waking up. The question is, can we survive it? And I don't know if we can, honestly. That, I think it's a distinct possibility I mean, that we can't, but I don't think it's the bigger possibility. You know, you say theoretically Donald Trump would recognize how serious nukes are, right? But there's all sorts of serious shit, really serious shit that he has just right, that's tossed true. off and, and that he has just like blown past and that he has had no regard for. So what would make nukes any different? He does. He clearly doesn't understand nukes that's true i don't either i'm calling he them al- nukes he also realize he also realizes that he only has like 15 20 years max left in his lifespan oh god so I don't think that he does I, yeah. not have 20 years I know. left I, i'm just i mean he's 70 and he's that unhealthy that's right no that's right i i would not be surprised if he died of natural causes before oh i agree i think i don't over. i don't know that he can handle whatever. i bet i would not be surprised if he has a heart attack in his yeah. sleep but and who knows if it would be natural or not because there are people who i'm sure like MI6 sure. level US. But let's just say like... What's it called from Scandal? Oh, uh, the scandalous ones. There's a group in Scandal that is the backhand government mm. agents. I should watch that. It sounds really interesting. It's pretty um, fun drama. I like the name Olivia Pope. Olivia Pope and the Young Pope. They should have a show. Scandal and the the Young Pope crossover. It would be a big scandal. It's an interracial <laughs> Christian to... Who the fuck knows? Anyhow. But like... My feeling is this. Yes. What we should be concerned about is that Steve Bannon is essentially president right now. Yes. And Steve Bannon has said that he has basically his overarching goal is to destroy. Crashing down. Yeah. Bring it all crashing down. This is the like, let it burn for burning sake. And God, he's literally the Joker. mm -hmm, He is. He's the Joker. Hopefully he'll die of a drug overdose. Yeah. We just got to put him in a hotel room with like Mary Kate Mm -hmm. and Ashley for a week and a half. (laughs) Yep. That'll was take it care. both Mary Kate? It was just Mary Kate. Oh, okay. It was just Mary Kate. I could. I wasn't sure, so I went for both. But it was. It was just Mary Kate. Oh, so I remember what I was going to say. Let's just say, like, let's say there's no. Let's say he actually had. Let's say no one is meddling with Donald Trump's health. Let's just say. Oh sure, I do heart, agree that he I will think have there's a, heart a decent chance that. I mean, this has got to be. This is the most stressful job in the world. He was clearly woefully unprepared for it. He didn't think he'd win. He did no prep for it. And now he's stuck. And he doesn't visit a real doctor. Like, right. He's, he's, oh, my he's God, not, his you know doctor. I mean? Oh, my God, that guy. Yeah. No. He. Uh, I could very, very possibly see him do you having think, a heart attack. Do you think it's possible he could die and then Steve Bannon does the cover-up job and it's oh, it's like, you know, nine months. Exactly. It's like, not, it's, yeah, it's a weekend fucking weekend at Donnie's. Yeah, weekend at Donnie's. And it's... Uh, or weekend fake, at Bannon's. Oh, what if it was fake? Aren't you guys going to miss these puns? I know. No, you won't. I'll have a I, I won't. I'll, 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 yeah, Rosa, I'll have Rosa, them all the time. Rosa hears them in when I'm sleeping. But I do think mm. uh, we it's not so far-fetched to imagine that since Bannon and company are sort of, uh, ousting everyone mm-hmm. with any real experience and uh, oversight, that they could... I mean, come on. Mockingjay part whatever had the heroin what was his Philip Seymour Hoffman they managed to put Philip Seymour Hoffman in that film and he had died yeah. so if if they That's can do true. that then they can definitely cobble together Trump some hologram. I mean it's not as though Trump even anything you've ever seen on TV looks like it wasn't cobbled together from existing footage right I mean insa- he doesn't make full sentences theoretically all they would need 
is like stock footage of him signing an executive order mm-hmm. that they can parade out. Mm-hmm. And it's not as though he's giving open press conferences no, or he's, like, uh, he's you know, statements. Quiet. He's yeah. he, he's going to be this president who we see every X months. Yep. And um, mm. and so, yeah, he could absolutely die or be assassinated. And we could have Steve Bannon cover it up, cover it up, running the show, taking it all down, burning it all down for what? Just just because he wants shits to. and giggles. Why? How do you get so much hate in your heart? I don't know. You know, do you think he was abused as a child? Surely. I mean, that's no excuse, but yeah, probably. No, 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 just, yeah. He's, he's what, 50s, five something? I feel like parents back God, in those days. God, he looks older. He looks he like does. so, such so bad. I feel like parents back in those days, they were less um, emotionally attuned to the needs of their children. I'm yeah. sure you got abused. They were definitely not helicopter I, parents. Yeah. I was emotionally abused, and I feel like I was raised pretty well. Yeah. So I'm sure Steve Bannon was abused also. But he turned out to be a cold hearted monster. He, he did. Didn't. He could have been a cold-hearted podcaster, but instead he's a cold-hearted monster. Yeah, I'm afraid of him. I think that someone behind the doors might have to take him out. Not like us. I mean, the government might do that. Oh, sure. I wouldn't. I mean, at this point, honestly, nothing would surprise me. I feel like, because I do wonder about going back to the news, I do wonder how we're going to find out about it. It's probably going to be on Twitter. We're probably going to see like... First blast? You mean first strike? Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's how we're going to learn about it. And I feel like I'm going to see that and I'm going to be like, yeah that that, that mm-hmm. makes sense You're like okay now i yep. knew this was gonna happen and yep. today's the day back to sleep yeah hopefully i'll be asleep when the one that is near me hits can i tell you the thing that actually makes me the most upset okay this isn't the thing that makes me the most upset but it makes me pretty upset okay the people who are the most well prepared the so-called doomsday preppers yes. are the assholes who brought this risk upon yes. us it's like it's like they thought look we've invested all this money in bunkers <laughs> that's right we need a chance to That's use right. it. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. They were feeling some kind of buyer's remorse bullshit. Mm-hmm. They dedicated their lives to this shit and they're bringing it. They're stoking it. They want us to have to go underground and they know that we won't survive because we're living in our liberal bastions where mm-hmm. we don't have bunkers. We go out in the world and live our lives. We don't think that there's an afterlife that's going to be <sighs> where we exist. They, these assholes... They're going to live out their lives on earth underground thinking that they have some better place to go. They got nothing. I did. Did you read that infuriating? I forget what publication it was, but it was like a, a long form piece about the doom, about the rich and their doomsday preparations and how all these like tech, oh, yeah. tech elites in Silicon Valley have like planes gassed up and ready to go. And they have, there's like this super fancy schmancy bunker that goes for like 12 million for like three million dollars a floor and it's like a 12 floor yeah underground it's uh it sort of reminds me of um Ugh. where where westworld mm. you know in westworld mm-hmm. they have the underground for floors and floors and floors and mm-hmm. floors that's where we need to go we need that, to find westworld, find westworld. <laughs> they uh, don't have nukes yet in westworld haven't been invented that's right there we go i do think that Investing in property in Siberia is not the worst idea. No. Like Canada and Siberia yeah. with global warming, we're going to have like a lot. It's going to be yep. much more habitable. What about the frozen bacteria? Ooh. What a right? good point. Something I have not thought about. But like, is that, an, the, a, is that a legitimate concern? Sure. Okay. Phew. I mean, yeah. I'm smart. There's right. extremophiles everywhere. The, the extremophiles are not humans that are something that you think is radical. Mm-hmm. They're uh, bacteria that can live in really intense environments. Uh, and certainly, uh, there's fucking life crawling all over the place. And if we haven't been exposed to it, who knows what kind of diseases are in these untouched? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Look, you're way ahead of me. 
This is why we're a team. Yes. So I remember Tommy Hermes' plan. I don't know if I should say first name, last name, but we just did it. His his plan was to... We didn't say how to spell it. Was it him or Edward who wanted to get a horse? I don't think I was there for these discussions. Oh, man. So yeah. I posed this question to my friends at Christmas. And one of the one of these brothers, his plan was he would find a horse. Okay. Like he'd go to the zoo or the stables or wherever. He think I think he lives in New York. One of them lives in DC. One is in New York, and they one of them thinks they can find a horse during Doomsday, and that was going to be the mode of transport out of the city. That's smart. I mean, like if you could get a horse, yeah, that's smart. Right. That it, I mean, I think a bicycle also. Yeah, where you could weave between traffic. Bike's not least. bad. It's a little slower than a horse. It and is, you have and to you, do it. Yeah, you, you get have tired. to pedal. Yeah, but I mean, just just in terms of like getting out of that gridlock mm-hmm. out of New York, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. getting out of New York is going to be a disaster. Oh yeah. With like real shit goes down. Oh yeah. You're fucked if you don't get out of New York before the shit goes. I down. mean, getting through the women's march across the mall. Oh my god! Hey, like that was terrifying. I read that people were actually having panic attacks. Yeah, and I wouldn't doubt it. I was vomiting. close to having a panic attack. I was, that was, that was, I was nervous. Too. I was like, oh my God. I, and I, every time I thought an end was in sight mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I started to realize that the yes. end wasn't going to be in sight for a yes. while. And that was when the panic exactly. really sank in. What it was. So Rose and I went to the women's march in DC and we got there. We got to the, oh boy. <laughs> so we got to the women's march uh, before the national mall sort of filled up. Rose is going, Rose just left me high and dry. So I'm talking to nobody, literally. There's not even cameras on. I know I've done these shows before. I'm like, I'm all alone. But there's cameras, at least, that I can look at that are lit up. I'm literally all alone here. Anyway, we got we went to D.C. for the Women's March. Uh, we got to the mall, the Washington Mall, before people really filled in. Uh, we were on one side of the mall. We said, hey, let's cross over to the other side of the mall, see what's going on over there. So we started crossing over. And by the time we got, I don't know, 10 feet in, it became clear that the mall had filled in. And every time it got to the point where we thought, okay, surely the end is up. You know, surely there's a clearing up ahead. No dice. It would be, you would get to a point where you thought that it was open space. And then you would, you would realize that you are nowhere near open space. And you would just look out and you would just see a sea of, of packed in crowds. Sardines. As far as the eye can see. Like the, a, the width of the mall was, com- the length and the width, but we were just crossing the width completely packed in well and it's not just the width because you'd get to then the street that the perimeter Mm -hmm. and that was where i thought like we were going to break and actually the street that then goes off Mm. the mall every sort of street that um Mm. intersects the mall was also densely packed with people and then beyond that those side streets it turns out helicopter views showed us were also densely packed so i i don't know the the end of days gridlock in new york city I cannot imagine. No, it's going to be terrible. Navigate. There's what eight million people in Manhattan alone. It. It's. I. I don't know how to. I don't know how you handle that. You'd die. You would die in this. You would be trapped in the city and die. At that point, you would just hunker down and yeah. try to enjoy your last few days. That's why you hunker. Yep. Mm. All right. So that's end of end of days. Okay. <laughs> What's next on your list? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so we are here. Rose and I are here. This is we recorded uh, episode two hundred four of That's the Show with Danny mm-hmm. uh, a few hours ago. And I said, look, I can't go out without <laughs> without being a little shit about it. <laughs> I'm going to record a super secret private episode. And Libby also, Libby's pleased about this because Libby... Libby knows about this? I did text her Aww. because Libby, for whatever reason, hates that it is ending on 204. And she thinks ending on 205 
is a much more satisfying number to end on. Is she autistic? No, probably. no, OCD? Oh, OCD? God, probably. Are you I know, kidding we're not, me? We're not supposed to like joke about diagnosing people with mental illness, but... I'm feels, not joking. That feels a little like OCD. Oh, it surely is. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty tidy. She's a little OCD. She's very organized. The bangs are OCD. Gives it away. Yeah, the bangs are pretty... Uh, bangs are bangs are always pretty in line. It's like she's... In, she would be great in the military. Oh, yeah. Like, she... Ideologically, she, she would be a be. great. What do you call the sergeant, the cap? She would be great at oh, giving drill the orders. Sergeant? Yeah, she. Yeah, she, oh, she would be an amazing drill sergeant. Really? Oh, she'd be terrifying. <laughs> like ideologically, I don't think she would line up at all with the army. Sure. And, like what you'd have to do there, but she'd I think candor-wise, she is very much fit for the job. Yeah. Wow, Libby. If we, if it comes to military yeah. state backup, times, oh, you'd be great. Oh, Libby, you're set. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a great backup. If PR. If podcast PR uh, <laughs> stops working for you, if the internet goes down within the next four years, which it honestly could. When they start drafting and there's all no of podcasts, us. Oh, God. Oh, God. The draft. That is scary. I mean, we're too old for that shit, right? I'm not. How old is the draft? I think it's up to 40. Whoa, really? Well, I, I'm not either. Why would you say it that way? I, well, <laughs> I, wait, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I turned 30 next Are week. Are you not a MILF? I, I, I am uh, a mother. That's true. Okay, few ish. Uh, maybe it's not forty, but uh, no, I'm like, you know, I also have a bum knee, mm. and uh, I'm pretty blind and deaf. Do they let yeah, you in if you're half deaf? I'm also a big fat, so oh, they probably wouldn't, unless I'm, it's end of days. Oh, they need everyone. They can, they just need uh, mm-hmm. cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that kid in Little Miss Sunshine couldn't be in the Air Force because he's colorblind. Oh, I'd God, imagine you yeah. being half deaf. Probably they'd be like, okay, you're exempt. He was so bummed about that. He was so bummed. I love that. He film. broke his. I love it too. It's a great movie. Broke his vow of silence. Yeah. What did he, what did he just screamed? Fuck. That was the first word. Fuck. He said years. Yeah. Paul Dano. Is that his wonderful name? actor? He's good. He's in Swiss Army Man. That's mm. a good movie. I don't That's know a that. weird no, movie. So Swiss Army Man. It's this guy Paul Dano, the, the son the from Little Miss Sunshine. You've heard of him. Stranded on S- stranded on a desert island. He's all alone. He's about to hang himself. All of a sudden, this corpse, played by Daniel Radcliffe, washes ashore. And he and the corpse become friends. Is it a corpse the whole time, or does he come to it's life? It's a corpse the whole time, but he starts slowly mm. sort of coming to life, but he's still a corpse. So he's like the Wilson of the, this he is, castaway. But it's so cool because he has rigor mortis, this corpse. So Paul Dano uses Daniel Radcliffe's corpse as like a tool. Wow. Like he uses his arm to like chop wood because his arm is just like this like Whoa. rigid. It's a really, it's it's one of the weirder movies I've seen. Weird. But it, uh, it's uh, it's a really pretty cool movie. Wow. It's, uh, I was a big fan of it. Also in it, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead from uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh. Also, speaking of end of days and yeah. shit, hunkering down, and bomb the thing shelters, about that, that is, film is fabulous. That film is amazing. Even, uh, you know, the ending wasn't my favorite, but I even liked the ending a lot. I did too. I liked that it was like this origin story for this badass warrior Superhero, woman. Superhero, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that case in point. The John Goodman character in 10 Cloverfield Lane, spoiler alert, fucking creepy guy. Those mm-hmm. are the people who are hunkered down. Hunkered down. It always comes they're, back. They're prepped. It always comes back to the Afflex and it always comes back to end of days with us. We have two track minds, three track minds, Ben, Casey, and We're end of two days. minds, two tracks, one heart, one soul. love. 
One apartment. One apartment. I am actually, excited. I've never, let's talk about this. Yeah. I have never lived with a romantic partner before. I haven't either. This is going to be a big step for us. It is going to be a big step. What is good about it is that we've had practice over the past two years. We've had these mini, since we don't live in the same city, it has been for two days to three weeks at a time, we're living together. That's right. So at least we have practice with what that feels like. It's not like, you know, I'll go to my boyfriend's house and go home. Right. You know what I mean? That's like right. at least we know That's somewhat true. what it li- what it's like that. to cohabitate. I never thought about that. Yeah. It's like there's always one home base whenever mm-hmm. we're anywhere. It's like we trained ourselves. That's yeah, good. Right? That's very encouraging. Yes. I'm excited. We it's uh it's ten nineteen PM right now on Monday, January thirtieth. Um We move tomorrow. Move tomorrow. Tomorrow night, basically. Yes. I have I um I might get a bus for early Wednesday morning. Yeah. Because I had this thing and I haven't been able to do it yet. I've wanted to visit all of the apartments in New York. But I want I've wanted to visit the areas in New York. I've and you know Leave flowers on the doorstep. Leave flowers on the doorstep. I mean, Come, really, Jack, get off. The apartment I lived in. Yeah, of course. That's what. What did you mean? That's what flowers. I didn't just want to, in case the listeners don't uh-huh. know what leaving flowers means. Uh-huh. It means coming. It means jacking off and coming jacking on, off the, on the doorstep. Yeah. So, so well, yeah. Your DNA is always there. I don't always remember you. But like before, my current apartment is in Bushwick. The apartment before, before that also in Bushwick. So that whatever. But for a year, my first year in New York, I lived like way down in South Brooklyn, and I have not been there since. Mm. And I am kind of interested in uh, just walking around the old neighborhood, being back in that mindset because yeah. I was mis- I was so miserable. My first year in New York was probably the worst year of my fucking life. And so I think it would be nice to like you know go visit the old uh, neighborhood Stomping and be like ground. you know I beat you. Yeah. I beat you by retreating from New York, but I still mm. beat you. And so I might do that Tuesday night and then get like a either a super late bus Tuesday night or an early Wednesday yeah. bus. But I'm I'm moving out of my apartment tomorrow, Tuesday yep. the 31st. That's right. Uh, last week for those of you listening, for everyone but Rose and me. Aww. Do you think Keith and Kendall will be mad that I recorded a super Fuck secret special no. episode? They might be jealous, but they might be I jealous. think they're going to be touched. Well, I mean, I think Hemda will um, enjoy, like, cr- she'll, like, get emotional about it, and I don't think Keith will be mad. No. Sure. I have this weird thing where I don't want people to be mad at me. I'm, That's I'm, super yeah, weird. I'm kind I of don't a, know. I'm kind of a weirdo. I don't like when people are unhappy with me and uh, are making a point to tell me about it. <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird quirk I have, but... It's very weird. Yes, and thank you for still loving me despite it. I know it's so unusual and it's so unheard of in this modern age. I appreciate the things about you that make you distinct. Thank you. Like? Um, not wanting to upset people. Okay. Um, and my glasses. Your glasses? Not was- a lot of white men with glasses and beards these days. I feel like I'm sort of filling a niche that is uh, woefully lacking. I I keep wanting to burp. I mean, I keep burping. Burp? Yeah. Who cares? It's the bonus app. Well, it's really the epilogue. This is the episode epilogue. hmm, Can't do a pun, but it is the epilogue to Vasa Show of Danny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Episode 204 is titled The End? Question mark. It has a question mark? Yes. Today's episode? Last week's episode, 204. The one we recorded a few hours ago will be the end question mark, and this will be the end period. Oh, right yeah i did flirt with the idea of calling 204 you flirted with uh, someone uh, other than uh, me uh, uh, uh. emergency panic burp oh that was wet did you get the mic wet i flirted no there's a pop filter i flirted with the idea of calling episode 204 the end and then calling episode 205 just question mark 
Mm. But that's probably a little too high concept, or you know, yeah, probably wouldn't. It's look also good. hard to search for. Hard. To, well, I've excuse me, I've never been one uh, to care about SEO searchability, search engine optimization. Oh. Also, I'm excited to host a free podcast. Yeah. I feel. Uh, I, I don't think it's any secret that I'm not a person who likes imposing on others and being a burden. I and I can't help but feel like that when I ask people to pay money to hear my podcast. Yeah, which which is wrong. I know that I know that I'm more in the wrong there. Yeah, we're gonna have to work on it because you know what I mean. Because one day you but are gonna have to be when it's, big and famous and bring in the dough. Well, sure, but when I'm big and famous, I'll have no problem with it. But I'm a 25 year old little shit right now. Ah, uh, and my my my. Uh, my constant thought is who in the right mind would want to pay for this and who and when I'm posting, you know, get this episode and you got to do the paywall. And I'm thinking like people must be looking at like who the fuck does he think he is? And I know no. that's wrong. I know. But that's my brain. That's how it works. And I can't seem to trick it into not thinking that. Mm. So I think once I become more accomplished mm. and older mm. and feel like I belong in this industry because mm. I really don't. I feel like an outsider. Then I will be more willing to uh, sell my product. Yeah. And I'm not the one selling it now. Keith and the girl is the one selling it now. Which makes it easier to sell it. Yes. For you. Unburdens Theoretically. you. Unburdens you. It doesn't, but you'd think it would. If I was a normal person, it would. Like you understand that they are paying you for your content. Yes. And, and so they have to selling. charge for it. Right. Totally. Um, totally. It's like totally. And you know what? Mm -hmm. People happily do it. Well. You bring them. You say people, but joy. I think it's person. I think there's uh, one listener. That's the show of Danny, and his name is Uncle Timmy. <laughs> oh, oh, Uncle Timmy. Uncle Timmy. The words I would have for here's the thing. I like, don't know what I would a, do. It's a really good thing that I don't have access to communications with your family mm -hmm. because there are times when I am riled up and I am uh, socially lubricated through mm -hmm. various I don't know forms of inebriation. That I the things I would say yeah. and the hurt. That I would deploy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my! I, I wanted to hurt him in my interactions. And I had to have you like walk me off the edge from like just being mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah. And I, I, there were some emails I've sent to him that were mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah. Which I don't feel great about. Yeah. But, uh, but as long as you recognize that there are, other, there are perpetrators on the other side of that, that your Uncle Timmy, who's 50 whatever years old, is instigating... And sure. provoking sure. and participating and yes. engaging and re-engaging and, yes. and ignoring requests to disengage. And he's the more grown-up person who's ask, who's demanding respect on behalf of being grown-up. Like, mm -hmm. that's one thing that, you know, you know, your mother will sort of throw at me is, you know, essentially that I'm your elder Ugh. and you have to inherently respect that. And I didn't grow up that way, but I know that that's a culture that yes. a lot of people grow up with. Yes, but if you're going to participate in that game then your elder has to also equally be respectful you'd think i also want to like look i don't want to turn into donald trump when i argue because it's tempting it's tempting to just like throw insults and like just it's tempting to in an argument especially with someone such as uncle timmy it's tempting for me and it's a temptation that i have given into plenty of times but it's tempting to just like want to just hurt and be mean and needle and belittle which is what Donald Trump does when he argues. That's right. And that is wrong. In yeah. the end, that's not conducive to anyone. It's not conducive to society. It's not conducive to my relationships. It's not conducive to the way I view the world. But it's infectious. It is like it's this weird animal. It's, it's not an weird. It's an animal it's, instinct yeah, where we it's are like animals. It's this an person hurt me 
Mm-hmm. I need to destroy them now. Yeah. Which is not good. Um, so I'm hoping to ad- uh, adopt more of a they go low, we go high uh, mindset for the future. Uh, Melania Trump, you're thinking she's the one who oh, coined right, that phrase. Right, right. I knew her... I heard it somewhere. Yes. I knew it was First yes, Lady. And was, I'm just, uh, I haven't turned over the clock on what Melania. First Lady in my brain is, you know. Mm, you libs lost the election. Get over it. Mm-hmm. As if that's the issue people have now. I know. The, the guy at the airport told me that. I got in a fight with the, the Trump mm-hmm. supporter. And... Uh, and uh, his his sister, I think it was, because I did end up talking to his sister and his wife, who apparently got spat on at the women's protest that they weren't allowed to be a part of. And they asked me, they're like, why can't we be a part of it? And I was like, well, you guys enabled a groper and, mm-hmm. or like a sexual predator. And anyhow, they, uh, she was like, you guys just have to get over it and move on. And I was like, well, you know, we accept that this is the outcome of the election, mm-hmm. but what is, what do you- We're not going to lie down yeah. and accept that he's a dictator now. What what do you mean? Get over it. This is not just about getting over a loss. This is about def- about defending and preventing, preventing the erosion, or really slowing the erosion right. of our most fundamental institutions, the things that we rely on. When people like this bothers me. Okay. When Donald Trump talks about rolling back regulations, mm-hmm. which today he announced, a, there's a new executive order. Wonderful. Um, for every new By the time regu- you hear this, there's probably been 40 new executive <laughs> orders. It's true. It's so like as, f- as of four January or five 30th, a day. there's a new executive order. So this one today, um, he it's for every regulation put forward, uh, we roll two back, which has no basis in logic, what? right? It's not, usually what? you craft policy because it's like, well, what? this regulation's not working and that regulation's not working, so whatever, or we're going to need this regulation. But to just blanket say, we would like to go one step forward, two steps back on every step forward Literally. is insane. Once, oh my God. So this is the executive order. I didn't order. know that. Now, what I want to tell you guys right now is that every time you hear regulation, I want you to hear the word protection. Mm-hmm. Legislative protections. Regulations protect us from everything everything from the quality of the air we breathe to the quality of the medicine we put in our body to your protections uh by your in in your employment Mm -hmm. your financial institutions Mm -hmm. uh anything that any honestly everything that you rely upon has been put in place by some set of regulations decided upon by expert bodies not only are they planning on rolling back lots of regulations in every area right it's not just environmental it's not just epa is going to roll back you know i mean flint water is now uh legally clean even though we know that it's not it's not just these kind of regulations if sully had landed his plane in the hudson during donald trump's reign he would not have those pesky faa regulators to to (laughs) to question whether or not he he should have landed a plane in the hudson when the computer said he could have landed it at the airport that's right i know that was not a sign a good way to say that no no no, that was a good way to say it because in the end it turns out like he did make the right choice and whatever Mm -hmm. they had to investigate it because we can't have willy-nilly rogue pilots landing planes in water if they're not necessary oh everyone lived what's the big deal but here's the thing guys Mm -hmm. if we roll back these various protections Think. I want you to think just in the realm of, let's say, food. It used to be the case that food suppliers did not have to put those pesky labels on the back of the food that say what exactly is in your food, every single ingredient, same with your medicines. That's a regulation that we put in place. Imagine taking that shit away. Now you don't know what you put in your body. FDA, imagine rolling back FDA regulations. They're talking about right now 
having God. it uh, having uh, the final decision on uh, FBA, uh, uh, FDA uh, typically typically decisions sorry we've been drinking uh, typically decisions that are made by the FDA the EPA any kind of decision that is made by scientists mm-hmm. uh, will now get a second stage of review by Congress this is what they're working towards they want to have at the end of the day the buck stops with Congress so even if the FDA doesn't want to move forward with something even if the EPA doesn't want to move forward with something Congress could say we are moving forward with this or the vice versa and that is terrifying because these asshats don't know their asses from their hats. No. <laughs> mm, see what I did there? You Caught did. you off guard. You did. Um, yeah, that, uh, they're also hedging their bets on a Republican-controlled Congress. You know. Oh, we're going to take... Okay, so guys, here's my master plan. Yes, master plan and not in a Hitler way. I made a really long Facebook post about this today. And despite the fact that I've been getting lots of likes and support on Facebook, people did not take to this one. And it was because probably it was a lengthy post as opposed to like a quick snippet picture, some shit. But this is the plan. For anyone who is feeling like, what am I marching for? What is it accomplishing? And how long do I have to do this? The answer is... You are marching to defend everything that helps us have free and happy mm-hmm. lives and protects us and allow enables us to grow and create and um, improve ourselves and blah, blah, blah. But really what you're marching for is 2018. In 2018, that's just two years from now, one year from now? Two years. Two years from now. Well, a year and a half, you know, a year and In November months. 2018, we get to vote for our representatives. This is the House, one of our branches of government. You might now, have heard of it, aka of cards. That's right. This is Kevin Spacey um, and company because I don't watch the show. I don't either. I was uh, kind of hoping I was right. But no, here's the idea. Uh we have lost all the branches of government. Right now, mm-hmm. we've lost the presidency, we've lost the House, the Senate, and mm-hmm. the Supreme Court is gonna about to be conservative again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's neutral right now because those assets wouldn't let us put somebody in. A moderate. They wouldn't let us put a moderate. It's not us. They wouldn't let the president of the United States That's right. put a moderate in. So um, without any branches of government, we have not a whole lot of power. The map for 2018 doesn't look great but here it's it's been gerrymandered which means the people have basically shifted the the borders uh of the districts in a way such that they stack the odds in their favor for um to win as many votes as they can district by district and as intimidating as this is in a normal election season or cycle where people are feeling medium about the president we stand no chance but Mm -hmm. The way that, you know, the reason we hold these elections every two years is that the House of Representatives is supposed to reflect public opinion. And public opinion is swinging in a really big way right now. Mm -hmm. So if in two years we can get not only the base, the liberal base out, and more of the liberal base than came out in this current election, because honestly, we could just do it with the liberal base alone if everyone Mm -hmm. actually came out to vote. So one goal is to get liberals out to vote and maintaining this uh, opposition right now and keeping people like, outraged mm-hmm. is going to help do that. But if we can also flip some of these Republican voters, who some of them voted for Obama back in you know 2012, if we can get them to vote democratically, 
and honestly, Trump is going to help us with this because he's going to let a lot of them down. Mm-hmm. He already has. Then the we can actually take the house back. And the reason we can is the way gerrymandering works is there's a tipping point. So they stack the odds in their favor, but it only works if nothing changes, if people vote exactly as they did in the past. The moment that people, like a big demographic starts to change, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's sort of, you can think of it, you guys remember Katrina? Yes, she was a lover of mine from 09 to early 2010. Yeah, um, and Levy? Levy, that was my army buddy. Mm-hmm. We fought in Nam together. So when the Levy, when Levy broke his leg, yes, there was a really big flood. When the Levy breaks, mm-hmm. you know how floods work. Mm-hmm. When the when the when the water overcomes, it's how's that song go? Right, Bella Zeppelin. You have the magic machine. It's oh yeah, I know the song. I used to fuck to like oh, yeah Led Zeppelin four or five. In high school. There's only Led Zeppelin 4. four. And then after that, they started calling them actual album names. Yeah, I think Led, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin 5 four. is, is uh, Houses of the Holy, maybe. Uh, is that the one that unfolds and it's got... Th- That's the one with all uh, the naked uh, mermaids on the cover. Oh, yeah. No, I think it was Led Zeppelin 4 then I fucked a lot, That's too. the one with the guy with the sticks mm. that has Stairway to Heaven on it. Yeah, Stairway Black to Heaven. Dog there we go. And, sure, sure, sure. Okay. You fucked a Led Zeppelin 4. Immigrant Song was like my That's on Led song. Zeppelin 3. We fucked to all the Led Zeppelin. He was a big <laughs> leadhead. He was a really big leadhead. Um, but no, I think basically uh, the way that gerrymandering works is if we hit the tipping point, we can have a wave election. We can flip enough seats that we take back the House. And what happens when we take back the House is the Democrats regain investigative power. And with investigative power, mm-hmm. can you say it for me? Because I can't. Investigative? Yeah, there we go. Then we can investigate Trump yep. and the GOP, and that should shut da- shut them down for then the last two years, and also allow us to retake the presidency in the four years that we uh, are up against twenty twenty. And I genuinely believe, you know, I uh, during the election I was like, oh man, Hillary's gonna be so fucked. She's gonna take the presidency, but then she's gonna have these Republican asshats who are gonna investigate her the whole way through because I didn't think we'd sweep. And then we're gonna twenty twenty is gonna be really tough, and she's definitely not gonna win. And I was really, dem- I was really you know, freaked out about the road ahead for Hillary because I was com- convinced she would win. But, um, but, and I didn't, I didn't think that 2018 was going to look good and no one did. Mm-hmm. The odds don't, they haven't, but all that has to happen is public opinion has to change. And today Trump hit a historic low. Mm. He is the lowest approval rating of any president at this stage in history. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I say, wow, but that's not, I mean, it's after this weekend of like, his you actions. Know, Oh, how did we get here? How did we get here? The media. I blame the media no, more than I blame I mean, the Russians. I blame. Sure, I blame the media more than I blame the Russians too. But I blame ignorance more than I, I blame, blame Nixon the media. and the Christian right. I mean, yeah. I blame. I blame, I blame a lot of Quiverful. Things. I blame all the fucking people who didn't vote. That's the honestly yeah. the biggest thing I blame is the people who yep. didn't vote. Like the, fuck those yep. fucking assholes. Get. It's one thing you have to do. It's one thing you have to do once every four years. Four years, two years if you're. And we you talk know. about it every day for a year beforehand. Yeah, for more than a year and a half, we talk about I would it every say day. Early 2015 is when the yeah. 2016 presidential election started. Yeah, Just early 2015. It, it, it you can't. You have to be honestly living underneath of a rock in a bomb shelter to mm-hmm. not come out and vote. Yeah, it's despicable to not vote if you're able to. Yeah. It is. 
And I, I say mean, this well, to someone who didn't pause. vote in 2012 let's, when wait, he was. Wait, wait, let's pause. Not, not every state has, um, not every state has early voting. So there are some people, mm-hmm. mostly disenfranchised people, mm-hmm. who have to work. Yeah, and, if you're able to, is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. If yeah, you're yeah, able yeah, to yeah. vote and you don't vote, you're a piece of shit. And I say this as someone who in 2012 was a piece of shit. I didn't vote for Obama because I wasn't registered. Uh, And, uh, you know, all night I was like, fingers crossed. I hope Obama wins because I'm going to feel like a piece of shit if he doesn't. Mm. And he won. Mm. Oh, man. Remember when we thought Romney was the end of days? I mean, guys. I would suck Donald Trump's dick if it meant Romney would be president. I'm not going to lie. In a year or two, Danny is going to be on Romney care. It's true. Because when Romney, when Mitt Romney was the Massachusetts governor, governor, he gave us essentially Obamacare because guys, fucking Obamacare is twenty-year-old Republican policy. Yeah. Obamacare is the compromise Obama made to get it passed yeah. through the obstructionist Republican legislation. I have to pee again. I broke the seal. Yeah, the go pee. Go pee. I can talk. All right. All Vamp right. it up, babe. Vamp it up. This is, of course, the very last episode of Best Show of Danny. And here's my plan for it. We are at. We're at about 68 minutes right now. Our previous week's episode, which we thought would be the last, was 69 minutes, 53 seconds. Here's my goal for this one. I want this to be the longest episode of That's the Show with Danny Ather. And I believe to get there, we have to break an hour, 30 minutes. I think our episode with Chris Laker, all the way back in the glory days of 2014... Uh, was our longest episode. It was Chris Laker, Keith, and myself. And I remember I was being a real little bitch about Keith playing music, excuse me, on my show. Look, I regret a lot of the way I've acted in this studio, okay? Real talk now, but it's just us. Look, I've been a little piece of shit in the studio for many days. But, all right, Rosa. There's no more toilet paper in that bathroom, by okay. the way. Okay, there might be some I in the closet. I fished a piece of toilet paper out of the trash can. Right there? Okay, hang real on. Real quick, Yeah. I think we are we are 21 minutes from being the longest episode of That's the Show with Danny ever. Oh, my God. I think it would be very fitting if the last episode was the longest. Now, I could be forgetting something, but I believe our episode with Chris Laker was around an hour and 20-something minutes. Okay. We're at an hour and nine minutes right now. So I think if we get to an hour 30 minutes, that will we will be safely above the longest What if episode. we just like fucked for the last 10 minutes? Well, that's a that's a high order. <laughs> no, I just... that'll that'll eat up a minute and a half of time. <laughs> Rose and I had Fair sex, enough. so here's the thing. Uh, I have this giant mattress in my room that Keith so kindly uh, gifted to me after he <laughs> made me feel like a piece of shit three years ago for not having a mattress. So I think this was an accurate pen an accurate. I think this was an appropriate penance for him. Mm. Uh, so I have this giant mattress in my room, but used to belong to Keith and Hemda. Then mm. it used to belong to Keith and Catherine. And now it belongs to Danny and Rosa. Yep. And this mattress takes up my entire room. Literally, my room is one giant mattress with a little bit of floor on either side, but more or less serves as a bedside table, the floor. Uh, and I'm worried about moving it. I have to move it tomorrow and I'm worried. But I put on it before Rosa came on, uh, what was that, Saturday, Friday? I came on Friday night. Friday night. Uh, I guess it was early Saturday morning, but Friday night, uh, bef- while you were on the bus, I put this mattress bag on it. So- it sounds like we sleep on a garbage bag. So it does. It's like a plastic, you know, it's, it's in New York, you have to, whenever you throw a mattress out, I don't know if it's like this in every state, but it's certainly like it's, this in New uh, York. It's not in Massachusetts. In New York, you have to bag up your mattress before you, ju- before you throw it out. 
So I put this plastic mattress bag on it that I bought from Home Depot before Rosa came. And that was a fucking to-do, getting that thing on that mattress. But it, this is, let me tell you, this is a mattress I have in my room. It is the heaviest thing I've ever owned. It's by, a king-size memory a, foam. By a by a huge margin. It is, it's a behemoth. It's crazy. It's dense. It's so dense and it's big and it's crazy. So getting the mattress bag on it in and of itself was a victory for me. And now we've been sleeping on it. And yeah, as Rosa said, it sounds like we're sleeping on a garbage bag. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. It's still a very comfortable bed. Oh, the most. But now there is a layer of plastic bag over it that we're sleeping on. So it's a little unsettling. But we did fuck on it when Rosa came. And I think it took me all of a minute (laughs) to come. I'm very sorry. Well, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And the last time we saw each other, we we didn't get to fuck. Yes, we were staying on an air mattress mattress in Washington, D.C. In the the basement of Rosa's uh, two friends whose kids are everyone's. That's right. They're the village children. Not everyone. Whose kids are, you know. They're like, you know. That's a that yeah. that was a strange thing for me to say. No, no, no. It is weird. The, I felt know. I would have felt weird bucking on oh, a yeah. loud air mattress, which honestly we had a hard time oh, yeah. getting into it's yeah. a tall one. Not only would I have felt uncomfortable, I would have been like, I don't I, I don't know if we can pull I, it up. I would have been physically uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uh It was yeah. It was too much work. It was too much noise. It so was we, too it was too much of it to do. So we didn't fuck. We like went for to a while. For yeah, we we hadn't yeah. Because every time we see each other is only every two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of pent up mm-hmm. load. So, uh, you know, I uh, I splooge pretty quick. It's true. On that uh, plastic bag mattress. At least we got something out of that plastic bag. The things I have put you through, Rosa, mattress oh, wise. Please. I am so sorry. What? Th- Let me take you through the ages. The cage was something. That so. was, I, I, I had to buy pillows at one point for that situation. Well, I had pillows, but they were mostly sacks of feathers that were leaking. Yeah. <laughs> they were very leaky sacks of feathers. Let me tell you. I, a lot of probably dust mites living inside. These pillows were the most comfortable pillows on the planet. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. I, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I believe you that once... Ten thousand years ago, okay, no, like by the time Rosa came around, they were nowhere near the most comfortable pillows on the planet. But at one point, they were, and I was very attached to them. But they were leaky, and so they didn't have pillowcases on them. All right, jeez, sorry, they did at one point. (laughs) And then, so every morning we wake up with just a light (laughs) coating of feathers on us that had leaked out of these pillows. Um, so yeah, so I put here's what I put Rosa through mattress wise, and we got into this a little bit on the super hang that we recorded that came out last week that we recorded a few hours ago with Mike Kaplan. That came, Inception. Inception. Yes. Uh, shout out to Libby. So here's what I put here's what I put Rosa through. You almost said here's what I put I Libby did. through. You too. All the will they or won't they's out you there. Too. <laughs> you two deafies. I just get you mixed up. But so here's what I put Rosa through mattress wise. I have, and look, I'm not proud of this. But the previous mattress I slept on, which uh, came with the room, was not a good mattress. It was, I would say, 94% spring. It was all spring well, with a look, sheet around it. No, it wasn't. It's That's 94% spring and 6% uh, vinyl covering. That's right. That's ac- that's an a- very accurate. I feel like that probably is on the IKEA website. And I, for over a year, I made you sleep on that and yeah. fuck on that. And yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure I told you. I know I've told you, but I want to publicly tell you now. Oh. I am so sorry for putting you through that. Oh, honey. and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for still oh, continuing to stay honey. to stay with me, 
even after I made you fuck on that mattress where whoever was on the bottom while we were fucking hurt their back because uh-huh. their back would slam against like the floor against wood because there was no cushioning in that mattress. I did. It was uh, not comfortable. It was also twin size. It was twin size. <laughs> so it was the two of us on a twin size oh my God. mattress that he just described. What's wrong with me? Look, you're not the only boy I've dated in my 20s who had a twin size mattress. That's the fucked up thing. No. Well, look. Everyone's got a twin size mattress. You, you gotta start somewhere. That's true. And you know, these rooms are small in these big cities. These rooms are small in these big cities. The square footage is it's way marked it's up. Minimal. But um. But I do. Here's can I tell you? Here's why. Here's why. Can that. I tell you? Truly, here's why, I do. Here's why I stood on. Okay. In part, I mean, obviously, I stood on because I um I love I love, love you me. And I fell for okay. you and all this. But in terms of the bed. What I liked about it was... Let's do a two-hour episode of a show. Can you keep going for a while? <laughs> yeah, I can keep yeah. going for a while. Let's do the first two-hour episode of Bats yeah, Show, Danny. There's one thing that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, so the, the thing I liked about the bed... I've chip committed us now, by the way. We cannot do an episode that is shorter than two hours. We're in now. The thing I liked about the bed is, um, like he's described before, it's a cage. What it is is it's a big metal. You can look it up on the old uh, IKEA web page. My brother had one of these. It's metal, and so it's... Uh, great for attaching cuffs to it's oh, great yes, for sure. like stringing yes. up to it's great yes. for putting your arms your hands your uh, your legs your feet on because mm-hmm. you're surrounded by like metal bars everywhere so it's mm-hmm. sort of this you know sexy jungle gym dungeony thing so for sex it was actually way better than the soft mattress right now the soft mattress that you melt into great for sleeping mm-hmm. not so exciting or sexy like i don't feel as sorry no no no, no. i'm just saying i don't feel there were perks thanks a lot keith to come to there were perks to having the like shitty dirty cage bed <laughs> it was not comfortable i did not like sleeping on it but i love fucking in it you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's so okay that i want you to okay to take home that's with you somewhat because, of a comfort yeah like, but we did spend more time sleeping than fucking i don't no, we fucked more then and slept less and sleep more now that's and fuck true. less. Are we, is that sad? That's not sad. That's okay, natural. Good. That's like, that's like I don't think it's sad, but I am. Wor- I, you know, no, I, I'm worried that uh, you know. Oh, please. I was more of a Lothario back then. No, no, no. There's uh, a right word, Lothario. Well, just assume it is. I'm too drunk to Google. Let's pretend it's like a Shakespeare word for a lethargy. For Othello. Someone who, yeah. For someone who's Loth- yeah, we're do Othello. Mm-hmm. I uh. Uh, no, I'm very happy with our sex life and our sleep life. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. Me too. We like earned it. We got, you know, you we level did. up. You level up. We're adulting. It is weird. It's, uh, look, I'll be honest. I'm 25 now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wasn't sure I would make it to 25, like age-wise. I always saw myself as someone who would die young. When I was younger, I always was like, I had this feeling that I would die like in a war. No. Which is why I'm somewhat afraid of where this is all going now. And which is why I ultimately opted out of the military. You know, my whole family on my mom's side is very military family. And there was a there was a hot minute when I was, I would say, 14, where I was very intent on going to the Naval Academy, mm. which thankfully I grew out of. I mean, I had, they have this, I, I forget what, it, the midshipman's guide. I don't know. They have, they have like a rule book that they sell in the gift shop. But I, st- I bought it when we visited my cousin who was in Annapolis, which is the Naval Academy. I bought like, you know, last year's copy of the rules, which yeah, they sell. Yeah, yeah. And I studied it and I asked him like, you know, can you, what's the most important stuff? And I like cared about that shit. Yeah. Thank God I grew out of that because I had this weird premonition that I would die young in a war. 
Oh God! Isn't that crazy? You are still young. What like? But you I know. It could still happen. I could get drafted. Dying to work. They're not going to take you. No, they're not. I'm, I'm not a good kid. Look at me. That's why I'm getting, I will never run another day in my life. Oh, my goodness. Until, until Trump, Trump is out is of out. office. Fair the enough. The only way to be safe is to be a fat piece of shit. Although it didn't help Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket, did it? No. The chubby guy. But he never saw combat. That's true. Because he blew his brains out in the bathroom. Oh, well, let's right? not go that route. No, I won't do that either. But I'm just saying, like, at least he didn't eat. He didn't yeah. even. I don't remember well enough the details of what you're talking about, but I remember. Remember Vincent? So he's the chubby guy, and you know, Full it's Metal Jacket. It's been a long time since I've seen Full Metal so Jacket. So I just saw it like a couple weeks ago, thanks to Xerxes. So nice. remember, the first half of the movie is like the basic. Don't training. say member again, because I'm not going to remember this movie. Okay, so the first half of the movie <laughs> is them in basic training, and then the second yeah. half is them in Vietnam. Okay. Or, or it's right. really one guy it follows. So the first guy is him in basic training. The okay. second guy is him in Vietnam. So in basic training, remember Vincent D'Onofrio, who is Wilson Fisk on Daredevil. You never, you were more yeah. of a, he's, he's a famous actor. So he was the guy who, um, I'm going to say I remember again. Do you remember when, uh, <laughs> I don't, the commandant, the drill sergeant found that donut in his like nope. foot locker. Nope. So he finds a donut in his foot locker. And what he does is he, he makes Vincent D'Onofrio, the fat guy, eat the donut while everyone else in his uh, drill squad does push-ups mm. around him. I'm familiar with this kind of trope. Yes. It's an Ender's Game. Too. Same with Ender's Game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that this happened to me in high school, too, in sports situation. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't you have... I had this evil coach briefly. Uh-huh. He was like... Uh, what do you call the kind Iron Man? He was like one of these Iron Man guys uh, who thinks okay. that everyone should run till they puke. Do you oh, know what I mean? yeah, like, sure. That's how you toughen that's people up. That's how cross country was. Yep. Um, and he was the kind of guy who, like, if we didn't, if someone didn't finish their horses in time, he like bas- mm. He was our basketball coach briefly mm. in high school. Then you didn't have to run more horses, but everyone else did. Mm. That kind of thing. Sure. Where like Turning the slowest the slacker. You, yeah, yeah. So that you're you, motivated yes. to pick your shit up. Exactly. So that's what happens in Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. The, the drill sergeant makes him just stand there and eat the donut while everyone's doing push-ups around him. And this continues. And it gets to the point where, again, I don't know if you remember, everyone in the middle of the night, they put their soap in the pillowcase. And oh. They beat the shit out of him with the pillow shit. soap. They like hold him down. Two people hold him down. And everyone else in the squad just beats the shit out of him. And so the next day, or the next night rather, remember he's freaking out and he's in the bathroom. And he shoots the drill sergeant with his gun. And then he Whoa. blows his brains out with the gun. So he never saw combat. That was a long way to go towards. I don't even know. I that. don't remember either. Oh, because you you thought. Oh that yeah, because if I you, stay fat, I won't have to see. Oh, combat. but it turns out actually you will, and then you blow. But your then if I blow out. my brains out in uh, basic training, I won't have to. Here's the thing. The though. moral of the story. I mean, but eat really, that donut. Are we? Ugh, are we really going to wage war? With weapons, or is the next era of war going to be this like hacky stuff? Not hacky like hack, but like no, yeah. cyber hacky. Probably. Or bio warfare. Are we just going to drop anthrax on everyone? Or the flu, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. We have all. Cap- the- let's, we'll drop Captain Trips on everyone. I mean, if we could get our vaccine shit in order, then we could actually do this. I mean, did you ever read The Stand by Stephen King? No. So the way, so the Stand is about the end of a world. Uh, where the super flu, which they nicknamed Captain Trips, which was engineered by the army, accidentally leaks out and kills like 99.6% of the world's population. Mm. Yeah, I could theoretically see that happening. Mm-hmm. Stan was written in the 80s. I'm sure. You know, we did that could happen. about 100,000 years ago. Uh-huh. So just to give everyone perspective, 10,000 years ago is when humans got sedentary and started farming. Mm. 
So that's when we sort of think about civilization mm -hmm. beginning. That's when our population started to really explode. That's when we started to have like the priest class, the warrior class, the art, you know, the craftsman class, okay. the leaders, all sure. the various. The paladin, the mage. That's right. <laughs> But before that, we were hunter-gatherer wanderers for like, like, like 100,000 years ago? For long, I mean, 10,000 years ago, we got sedentary. So uh -huh. for fucking, hunt for like more than 100,000 years, we were So we're saying we back when Hamda was like 15? That's right. This is long time. <laughs> I don't, look, I don't get the old jokes about Hamda. I don't oh, yeah. think she's even that old. But it is fun to go along with them. I am a fan. And she will probably never hear this. So. She, are you kidding me? Well, she's going to, she's. She's going to wistfully, gonna wistfully yeah. listen. No, but here's the thing. So 10,000 years ago, that's just the marker for when we got sedentary. Mm -hmm. We have been wandering around this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Now, about 100,000 years ago, mm. we were on the brink of extinction. Homo sapiens sapiens, the ones that we are today. There were about 2,500 of us left. Ah, I didn't know this. 2,500 of us. That is the population of like Wellesley College, a small yeah. liberal arts college. That is the population probably of some of your high schools. Sure. That is how many of us were left on the planet 100,000 years ago. My hometown of Edmond, Oklahoma, of Edmond, Oklahoma was uh, like 30,000. Mm -hmm. That's when you Maybe say we're million. all brothers and sisters. Like we are. We are all descended. I mean, not in the creepy way. We're all we come still from can, You guys can still fuck each other, but most of each show. other. Why don't brothers and sisters? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Recessive genetics. So um, 100,000 years ago, there were 2,500 homo sapiens. We were on the verge of extinction. Okay. Well, that's all I'm saying. I don't know where why, why I want to go down that road. Oh, so you're saying we've been worse before. Yeah, we have been. We've we have dwindled. Worse. We have dwindled and recovered. Yes. Not just recovered, but we have what, like 7 billion people on the planet now? 9 yeah. billion? What are we seven at? Billion. Seven, 7 billion? Yep. 7 billion people. I mean, that's... That is a lot. What makes me worried is back in those days, 100,000 years ago, when there were only 2,500 people... We didn't have the means to effectively uh, end the world and kill off mass civilization. We didn't have nukes. We didn't have engineered superflus. Now we do. So I, I wonder if that's even a moot point. Like we've come back from worse, but now things are, we have so much more capacity to just destroy. Imagine, just imagine putting 2,500 people underground. Okay. That's like a sub, Done. that's like a couple subway stations worth of people. Sure. It's not much. Yeah. Don't you think, like we have a place, it it's either Antarctica. Or, where where is it? There, where we have all the stuff stored. We have like a bunch of seeds. We have a bunch of plant seeds. Do you know about this? Yes, that is in Titan AE. Titan AE. Where is that located? It's a movie about a. Thing. God damn it! It's a but it's it's goes to your point. Okay, it's a, Antarctica. Where is it? Where is the landmass where we have a bunch of ship buried under the ice? I don't know. Probably Antarctica. Okay, so we have a we have you know at the North or South Pole. Mm -hmm. One of them doesn't have ice. You're thinking Iceland. No, I'm not. Greenland. No. I God damn it. It doesn't matter. You guys look it up and you let us know. Now we're getting drunk. I would guess the South Pole doesn't have ice since the North Pole is where Santa <laughs> Okay. And he needs ice and snow <laughs> to function. That's like he makes all the toys out of ice and snow. Yeah. And then he, you know, that's why they melt so quickly. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying Christmas to make morn. that joke and I was like, there's no way. Uh, but you went for it and I applaud well, you. Thank you. Uh, but no, it is the case that we have like a place where we've put... A bunch of seeds, a bunch of plants, a bunch of okay. important shit. So if there is nuclear or whatever, like we have some plans in place. I think 2,500 humans could recover from any kind of nuclear blast, whether it's because they live underground for X however long years okay. or they find some whatever shelter. I, I do think even with the current destructive powers we have that a, a small group of us could survive. Yeah. 
but it won't be me, so I don't care. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'll be dead anyway. Maybe I'll take you with me. Maybe I'll get one of those scientist passes. I bet you could. Yeah, I bet. I honestly, I bet you could be uh, chosen, and I bet you would get a plus I'll one. I'll be your Elijah Wood. Yeah. Would you choose me as your plus one? Who would else? Uh, who else I don't would know. I choose? You're one of your parents. I thought you were going to say one of my offspring because that's what I thought of. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I would not choose my parents. Are you kidding me? We have a future life. They've already had a lot of their life. That's true. They've enjoyed life. But if I didn't choose you, it would be because I chose one of my offsprings. And I would understand. But then how would you even choose? So wouldn't, right? you, so wouldn't you just choose me then? Definitely. It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> uh, I'll be safe. We'll make offspring. Oh, yeah. We've got to repopulate. Weird, like, if they'll it have gets, extra yeah. arms. No, well... We, but would it? I don't know. Or would he or she or they? Because we theoretically are safe from nu- from radiation poisoning because we've got your science pass and I've got your plus one. Mm-hmm. So we'd be hidden underground in the bunker where we're safe. That's right. I just so would our babies I didn't know, have I didn't, extra arms? I didn't know if we'd get any radiation exposure. You know what I mean? Like what if Elon Musk puts us on a rocket to Mars mm. and there's like, okay, okay. well, you guys are going to experience you know, X months of radiation exposure. Now we they, we've built solar sails, so you're going to sail there quicker than we would have thought. So it's, you'll be able to survive the amount of radiation, but your eggs may be a little cooked when you get there. Mm. And but we do want you to try to repopulate, and we will provide as much medical treatment okay. as is necessary to sustain whatever comes out. Okay, so then I think then the new race of humans would have two heads. Then, yeah, I was thinking extra happen. arms, but two or heads. three arms. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be two heads. We would love whatever came out, right? Yeah, I would. You didn't hesitate, right? That was just me being drunk. What's that? <laughs> no, I would love... Look, I love... I'll come into a sock and be bonded to it for life. <laughs> Once my cum touches something, I will, nothing can stop me from loving it. This reminds me of a book I read called Grasshopper Jungle, which I have recommended on the show years ago, before I met you, uh, a few months before I met you. Well, more than a few months, but 2014 is when I read this book, Grasshopper Jungle. And what happens in Grasshopper Jungle is basically, you know that episode of Rick and Morty with all the Cronenbergs and the grasshoppers and Morty wants to get that one girl to love him so he gets Rick to create a love potion for him and then the whole world I remember. turns into grasshoppers I and then they turn into Cronenbergs. So that basically happens in this book. There's this thing that something gets out. You can't, we've got, uh, we've got half an hour to go. Can you make it? I can make it, but I was, yeah. Are you getting bored by being No, I'm not getting bored. Oh my gosh. I just really wanted to... It's okay. To smoke a cigarette? No. Oh, to... Yeah. Have sex with me? What? Am I being the worst if I wanted to smoke a cigarette? No, you can go smoke a cigarette. I can keep time. For... I'll talk about grasshopper oh, jungle. Go smoke it's... a cigarette. Where's my keys? But now it's on the fucking record. Oh, but your parents don't listen to this. But like, this is our final penultimate. They could definitely listen to it. They would. Your parents don't like me enough to listen. All right. Should I? I'm sorry. Should I not have said anything? No, I smoke okay. cigarettes too. What is this like? Uh, sorry for listeners. If 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 this isn't fucking clipped out of some garbage, I was making smoking fingers no, in him for a while. Oh no no! Were you really? Did you think these were pussy eating fingers or pussy fingering fingers? These are fucking smoking fingers. I, I missed it. I tried to signal to Danny so that we could take a very slick break, which I know is not his modus operandi because they he likes to. I'm do a, a one show. take Johnny. He's a one take Johnny. Free. But listen. If you're unable to open this door, as you have been every single time, will you show me which I key it is? You have you. not shown me which key it is. Okay. So this key is my apartment key. 
Why are you showing me that? It looks exactly like this key, which is the studio key. Now, the studio key (laughs) is with the rest of the studio keys. So, look. You see these three keys? Yeah. These are the studio keys. Wow, there's three. I thought there were only two. Well, this is is for the PO box. But it is grouped with the studio keys because it is involved. This show's devolving. Listen. I tried to take a slick break from it. No. Like you were going to tell us the plot of a book. And I was like, he can start that over again. (laughs) Here. You go. I'll talk about Grasshopper Jungle. All right. There's, there may or may not be editing. There won't be. I'm telling God you there won't damn be. Damn it. I would have handled this differently. We can bleep out that I'm saying you're smoking a cigarette. Say it four more times. I, have, I smoke them too. I've never said it on the show. But uh, I got into cigarettes. Uh, you, feel worse. you know, look, I framed it as because I was stressed about Hemda's tumor. But in all honesty, I started smoking cigarettes like three days before Hemda told me that she had a tumor. So I could, it was just stress because of his job. It wasn't even stress because of a tumor. But uh, look, it's all about being honest. It's the last show. So anyway, so Grasshopper Jungle. And it is uh, going to be trippy just talking about a book to an empty room. But I love you too. You know what you should do is you should just not even shut that door all the way. The one that you need to get into this apartment. Okay. All right. Rosa's leaving. I'm all alone. You know what I'm going to do to trick Rosa? I'm not even going to say that she can still hear me because she hasn't left, but I'm not even going to say the plot of Grasshopper Jungle until she gets back. I'll say it. So in Grasshopper Jungle, there's these two teens. Uh, one is gay or one is bi and one is also bi. And uh, it's it's a metaphor for their feelings for each other. Uh, it's not a metaphor, but their feelings for each other, which are confusing, are juxtaposed against uh, this crazy takeover of these gigantic mutant grasshoppers of the world. And look, it's a, it's a young adult book. So you think, okay, it's going to have a happy ending. No, it doesn't. So don't, don't read Grasshopper Jungle. At the end of Grasshopper Jungle, uh, the world has ended. And like, oh, there's only a few people left. And it's very interesting. But uh, anyway, so now I'm all alone. And let's see. We are at an hour and 32 minutes. And now I guess this is the time where I can just dish about my life at Keith and the Girl. What has... Here's a fun question I'll pose for myself. What has made me the most upset in all of my days at Keith and the Girl? Because there has, look. Keith and the Girl has been... One of the best things that's ever happened to me, even going back to high school, when it was a when it was a bastion of uh, of hope for me, uh, but, but you know when I was this this stupid little Oklahoma kid, Keith and the girl was uh, an example of what life could be like once you left Oklahoma and you moved to New York City. You could have this cool life that Keith and come to have. So for all my life, pretty much, not all of it, but for the last easily ten years, Keith and the girl has been great for me. But look, not all great things are great all the time. There have been moments where I've been upset in here. And I think the moment I was most upset was the Joke Thief episode. Let me tell you, I was so angry about that. I was furious. I felt like I was being gaslit. I felt like, because look, I brought it up before and it was acknowledged before. But all of a sudden, when I brought it up on the show, it was as if I'd never brought it up before. But whatever. I know I'm, uh, you know, I've had three beer. I've had two and a half beers and I'm slurring my words. I also haven't eaten a lot today, but I will say this. And I, it, I don't mean, hmm. is it telling that as soon as Rosa leaves and I decide to dish about my time at Keith and the girl, the first thing I turn to immediately is my least favorite thing uh, is, was like my least favorite memory associated with it. But also, honestly, I don't think it's going to come of, 
come as that much of a surprise to anyone listening that the joke thief stuff was probably my least favorite thing ever (laughs) in the world not ever but certainly my least favorite thing with this job let's see um what else can i dish about i used to uh i used to smell bad when i first started here i used to uh i didn't do laundry for four months i didn't do laundry until april of 2012 i moved to new york in january early january 2012 i didn't do laundry until like late april because i got my tax return and i finally had a disposable income that i could do laundry with so for four months in new york i smelled uh pretty well i guess for three months because that first month i still had uh clean-ish clothes I could cycle through. But for three months in New York, I, I did not smell good. I smelled bad. And it got to the point where they had to tell me that I smelled bad. Keith, my bosses, when I was an intern, Keith and Ramda, they had to tell me that I had an odor about me. Oh my God. The most embarrassing thing. I, I, I could have died right there and I would have been perfectly happy when I saw the F. Keith, I think he sent me a DM on Twitter. Uh, saying that I had a bit of an odor about me uh, and to be mindful of that. Oh, are you kidding me? I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Uh, and I don't smell great these days either. But that was uh, that was certainly a fun memory from early on. What else can I talk about? Let's see. Uh, remember, I used to work at Playbill. I worked at Playbill for a little bit. I got that. I said I got that job uh, because uh, I applied for it online and because I was able to utilize the skills that I had learned when I uh, worked as the night editor of my college paper and put up everything online. I said, you know, I said, oh, I know how to do all the online stuff from when I worked at my college newspaper. So I got this Playbill job. No, not true. Uh, it was because I w- was sucking the dick of the brother of the owner of Playbill and he was able to get me a job there. So that was fun. Hopefully my parents won't uh, hear about that, but who cares if they do? Because at this point I am definitely a black sheep boy. What else? What else can I talk about? What else can I dish about since I don't have a lot of uh, opportunities left to do this? Hmm. Who's been the worst guest who's ever come in through here? Worst guest that's ever come through here or who have I hated the most? Honestly, I'm not a Mike Lawrence fan. There, I said it. I, uh, you know, I think he's got a bit of an attitude about him towards me, and uh, that never gelled with me. But he's a very nice guy, Mike Lawrence. So check him out at the Mike Lawrence. Um, wonderful guy. What else? Oh, God, that was quick. Oh, I was just getting used to dishing. Did you? Are, oh, wow. Well, Rosa's back, and then she's going to pee, so that'll take up 10 and a half seconds. Rosa has, let me tell you this. Rosa has the tiniest bladder uh and the fastest peeing motions in all the world and she she just came in here from outside she left one of the doors open so now i i can't even imagine what the sound is like i'm sure there's there's all this sort of, i'm sure there's all sorts of outside interference right now and then she just went to the bathroom and i'm all alone again i do feel like I'm going to listen back to this and be embarrassed by this part. But who cares? It's my last episode. I'm leaving. What else can I dish about? Um, Rose and I have definitely fucked on the uh, futon in the back there. So that's fun. Um, for you guys to know about. <laughs> um, what else can I talk about? What else can I talk about? Um, what else? Oh yeah, one time, uh, I won't name him, but a comic was on the show and uh, we thought he had left and we immediately started talking shit about him and then it turned out he was in the kitchen. 
He was in the kitchen. He had not even left the studio. He was in the kitchen and he could hear us talking shit about him. That was certainly interesting. That was probably a year or so into my tenure at Keith and the Girl. Hi, Rose is back. Hi. How's it going? Hi. I feel so much better. Good. I was just dishing about some uh, some Keith and the Girl secrets. Not really. Ooh, secrets. No, nah, they're, they're pretty lame secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are there any good secrets? Are there any good secrets? How about we fucked on the futon back there? We did? Oh, yeah, we did. I talked about how there was a guest who I'm not going to name who we thought he had left. And then, uh, this is before I met you, but there was a guest. Uh, we thought he had left. And we immediately started talking shit about him. And then it turned out he was in the kitchen. Mm. Hadn't even left. That was fun. I talked about how I always thought that Mike Lawrence had an attitude uh, oh. in regards to me. But I do think Mike is a nice guy. And I like Mike and follow him at the Mike Lawrence on Twitter. So, I mean, the only those are the secrets. Yeah. Anyway, and how I got my Playbill job because I was sucking the CEO's brother's dick. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I've said that. Maybe on a live well, show before. You guys talked about, I mean, you've talked about how you ran into him recently at a, an event. I did, yes, at a concert. But Allie May, Allie May very kindly uh, offered me uh, tickets to, uh, I forget what it's called. But it was VIP a, tickets. VIP tickets, yes, with special access to a concert in Prospect Park. Case Lang Veers are playing. Uh, Case Lang Veers is Nico Case, Katie Lang, and Laura Veers. And uh, Nico Case and Laura Veers are two of my favorite musicians. Mm. That was very nice of Allie. Allie couldn't make it. Uh, Xerxes went with me. And yes, we did run into my old lover. Who also had VIP. Who also had VIP because we were in the VIP area. There was a VIP food area, uh, which is where we were. And he was with his husband, who I am almost 80% sure he was with while I was blowing him. Mm. But his husband was like in Canada. Mm. How How did his husband stack up against you? Against me? Yeah, sort of like, so why would he step back? Why did, not would, I know why he would. You're a fucking catch. But oh, please. Was it, is it just an age thing or like? Yeah, I think it was an age thing. I mean, I was 20 when this was happening. Mm. Um, like I, th- I think it even had ended before I turned 21. Like this was all happening my first year in New York. So I think it was an age thing. I think he wanted to feel like, uh, you know, because this guy was probably mid 50s. So I think you probably want to be like, you know, I'm a sugar daddy, sugar daddy. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. He'd take you to the theater. He did. He took me to see One Man, Two Governors, which was uh, it was not a musical, but it was a Broadway play featuring James Corden. Oh, my God. I love James. I love Corden. James Corden as well. Can that we was my first. Rec- can we do recommendations? In a little bit. Yes. Oh, but because I really want to recommend the wrong man's. The wrong man's. I have recommended that also, but let's oh, recommend it. it again. Let's recommend it again in case any of you guys missed wrong it the first time. Wrong man's, also Ooh. starring James Corden. Very good. It's on Hulu. Super good. British television. it might also be on Netflix now, finally. Really? I've been seeing it somewhere. Maybe it's Amazon. Maybe it's Netflix, but it is so fucking good, you guys. British comedy television uh, puts American Aces. comedy television to shame. I'll say it. And I am a huge fan of plenty of American comedy television series. But British comedy shows, there's something about them. And it's what's remarkable is it's, it's essentially like a two-man show. Mm-hmm. It's him and a straight man. Mm-hmm. Not sexually, just no, but yeah, in the comedic man. sense. And they are always in the wrong place They're at the wrong bumbling, time. They're bumbling, mishap-prone. That's right. Goofballs. They get, and they, they get tied up in some shit. They're wrapped up in a high espionage plot. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's what twelve? It's it's like ten episodes even. Yeah. Second season I did not like as much as the first. That's right. No, the first season is is uh, is the. Solid but the second season. season was fun for sure. It was nice to get the wrap up. It but was the nice first to season is through. the first. If it had just ended after the first season, it uh, might be the perfect show. Wow, that's a big statement, right? 
Yeah, but it's good. I it mean, is James, really good. James Corden is lovely. James Corden's fantastic. And God. Let, let me tell you, he was so funny in this one man, two governor show. He was, that was my first introduction to James Corden. Wow. This was before he got the late, whatever late show late. he hosts. He was so funny. He was slapsticking. He was Pratt falling. He was making with the funny one. He was just so funny mm. on that show. And mm. I loved it. I loved him. Big James Corden. Does fan. it bother you? I mean, it that I, that no, I wasn't no, no, blowing no, no, him no, no, while no, no, Hamilton no. was out. Absolutely. We could have gotten free tickets to Hamilton. Wow. Good point. I, I made that joke before. I, I was, I was, this is the first time I heard it. I liked it, Thank but you. I will say, you know, when there is a dearth of female representation in late night, mm -hmm. it really steams my beans to take a line from the Danny the Hatch Hatch. Uh, it really steams my beans that we have, James Corden, who is not even from here, mm -hmm. he's an immigrant, taking that job. Okay. And then we've got, uh, what do we got? We got a uh, fucking The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Uh -huh. Again, taking that job. Okay. These Retweets are, don't equal endorsements these, here. So Rosa saying, is on I'm her own saying, island with this one. I'm just saying, you guys, yeah. if you think that the U.S. doesn't have the depth of female talent to reach into, oh, that it's got to go, it's gotta oh go and like yeah. poach, Absolutely. poach, good talent from abroad yeah. to fill its late night slots. Fuck you guys. I'm not saying immigrants don't deserve to be here and have jobs. I welcome immigrants into our country. Hashtag let them Take in. the jobs, whatever. But it does a little bit, a little bit bother me that these very limited positions of their platforms, not just positions. These mm -hmm. are microphone, microphones, megaphones. These are megaphones. We have the female talent here. Oh yeah, we do. In New York alone, we do. I can't imagine in L.A. I'm I'm sure in L.A. where they I cast mean, most. I mean, Samantha B has demonstrated this mm -hmm. year alone the fucking um. What do you call like a grand error, fatal error, like fatal flaw, fatal flaw? The fact that they did not hand the Daily Show over to Samantha B. Big mistake. Could also Huge. be if you were trying to find what's the one thing we could have done to stop Trump. There's a lot of things. One of those is we could have put yeah. Samantha B on the Daily Show. Yeah. And I think that if, honestly, yeah. I honestly think that that would have changed the game. If Samantha B weren't marooned on the island of TBS late night comedy, so if she had not, a wider so audience, just, just, she would certainly make a, have a bigger impact. And so, just, so just to be clear, this is not about being at all anti-immigrant and anti-immigrant no, employment. Not. This is just to say that America became so fixated on employing men in these particular roles that rather than digging deeper inside of American talent, they went and found men outside of America that could do these jobs. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that bothers me. That's it. Yeah. Look, Sam B is probably the best uh, late night host going right now. Absolutely. Hands down. Seth Meyers gives her a running whatever. because do He doesn't though. Seth Meyers, I think, is wonderful. Seth Meyers, I think, is probably my second favorite late sure. night host. But if we watched recently, uh, right. we watched a Seth Meyers episode and a Sam B episode back to back. Sam B fucking blows, blows him, him out, out of the water. water. And I Absolutely. think Seth Meyers is wonderful and fantastic. But Sam B is on another level entirely. She really is. She, her show is... Her writers, is her show... fucking believably good. Untouchable. It's yeah. un-fucking touchable. Yeah. You make, I didn't even think of that. You make a good point. I do wonder if it were Sim, the Daily Show of Samantha B, that might have gotten Hillary elected. I think it would have. Yeah. I genuinely... Because cause here's what it is. All it is... We know that all, it would, all we would have needed to get Hillary elected was a little push. It was 77,000 votes had an enthusiasm gap. spread out among three states. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like that push could have been, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that shove could have been pushed by Samantha B hosting the daily show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that we suffered an enthusiasm gap that any incumbent suffers always, yeah. whether you're a man or a woman, the incumbent, you sort of, everyone gets comfortable. They relax. They think this is the world and how it is. And they don't think that they personally have to go out and do the thing. Mm -hmm. They know that they, they have come to expect the right things will happen. The good turnout will happen when really actually you have to keep doing it's This is how 20, how we lost 2010. We all elected Obama in 2008. Two years later, we didn't think we had to go to the polls. I remember actually asking people if they wanted me to drive them to the mm -hmm. polls. I was like, I'll give you a ride. Have you voted? This was the year that we elected Scott Walker, Scott Brown, Scott Walker. Walker who is a Republican in Massachusetts. Massachusetts often has, despite being such a blue state, every county, we're the only state in the nation where every county went to Hillary this year. Um, we elect Republicans sometimes, mm -hmm. reasonable Republicans, but Romney. Um, Romney, for example. Of Romney care. But that year we elected Scott, Scott Walker. The, the Republicans took 63 seats in the House that year, 2010. That's what stymied Obama's entire presidential uh, presidency. That was the most important, and Sam B has a great episode about this, that 2010 was the most important election of the past eight years, obviously excluding this one, but including Obama's elections, because essentially it undid everything. And that's because liberals thought, oh, we did it, we got him in, and this is the world now. And no, this is not the fucking world now. You have to, When that's why I got frustrated when Bernie talked about a revolution and people were like, yeah, we're gonna have a revolution. I was like, I don't fucking trust Americans. Yeah, where were you? My whole point was, he says he's going to do this and that we're going to have to have this continued effort. And my main criticism wasn't with him. It was with a lack of faith in Americans. I did not think that Americans could carry oh, out yeah. Bernie's revolution. Quote, that was my biggest yeah. issue. It wasn't with Bernie. It was with fucking American voters because I've seen it happen. To quote the late David Bowie, I'm afraid of Americans. Yeah. I'm afraid of Americans. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that in terms of this enthusiasm gap, absolutely Sam B could have closed it. Yeah. She could I have. I agree. If she had a wider platform, and I'm sure, look, you know, I make jokes, but on the island of TBS. TBS has a much wider grasp and reach than what I've got. But I, I the Daily Show has a exponentially wider grasp absolutely. and reach than I don't TBS get has. TBS. I pay for HBO. I pay for a bigger cable platform than the basic cable platform, but I still don't get TBS. I watch Sam B on YouTube mm. playlists. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, that's all. I don't mean, I, I'm i the daughter of an immigrant. I wouldn't have ever oh, meant yeah. to implicate. I was funning around when I was like, ooh, I don't want to be part of this. I just mean to just yes. clear the record. Mm -hmm. um, women are better than immigrants is what you're saying, right? That's right. White American women better than immigrants. No. I know I'm trying to be pithy and funny about it. That's not what Rosa was saying. I mean, what I, what everyone was sort of rooting for at the time was to have... Um, the two of them, Jason Jones and Sam B? Is that what you're saying? <coughs> no. Coffin. Jessica. Jessica Williams. <laughs> Jessica Williams. Yes. People were Star really gunning for people, her. People, Places, Things, the terrible movie starring the guy from The Flight of a Concourse that he and Jessica Williams are the only good part of. Well, also like Two Broke Girls, right? Oh, yeah. Star I mean, of Two Broke Girls. I was thinking. No, Two Dope Queens. Two Dope Queens. Two Broke Girls two has Kat girls. Dennings and uh, the other one. But, I forget her name. But the but but Jessica Williams was sort of the the female that was talked about. Beth and Bears. she sort of she sort of admitted herself that she wasn't ready. She wasn't old enough. She didn't have the experience. Sam Pete did have that experience. She was yeah. ready. And I don't even remember her being in talks about it. 
Maybe I don't either. Happened, I didn't but... follow it that closely. I wasn't as rabid a Daily Show fan as you were. Like I appreciated it and enjoyed it, but it wasn't like oh, it's a must watch. No, for I me. wasn't. I wasn't at the time as rabid as I mean, mm. like I wasn't rabid. I was probably I probably watched Colbert more than I watched mm. the Daily Show at that stage. Mm-hmm. Yes. What a what a shame this new Colbert is, huh? Not him, but just the show. The show. Like, it's uh, not as good. A, it's not. The, yeah. It's not as good a medium for him. The few episodes I've seen, I have enjoyed, but I uh, sure. I haven't watched a lot of him, and I do remember thinking like this seems like it's not going to be a good fit for him. But look, that guy, Stephen Colbert, great guy, great, great talent. I think he can make anything be a fit for him. You know, so it's not. I don't. I don't mean to be like. I I will say it is not as effective. It's not as good. It's not as funny. It can't not be. As powerful. It's on NBC or whatever. Right. It's on NBC. It's not on Comedy Central. You know, it's it's a it's it has a much broader audience. You can't be as biting and as subversive <coughs> as you could have been on Comedy Central. Well, you know who's more biting and subversive than him? Who? Seth Meyers. But that's because he's the late tur show. That's true. I am honestly surprised at how biting and subversive Seth Meyers is for a late night NBC show. He's getting awards Even for it. Even though it's later. And then I guess you're like, well, I guess Conan, uh, late night with Conan O'Brien was also pretty, it was subversive. It wasn't biting, but the humor you know, at least was. He was a was, Harvard uh, lamp. He was. I, I know. I listened to his What the Fuck episode with Mark Maron mm-hmm. years ago. He graduated the same class at Harvard as my dad. They graduated wow. together. They weren't friends. My dad didn't have friends. Did he? Was he aware of Conan? O'Brien? Oh, I don't even know. I think my dad was like pretty kept to himself. I used to tell people that I was related to Conan O'Brien really? because that's my mom's maiden name. So I used to tell people that like, oh yeah, he's my second cousin because oh. I saw when I was. Uh, Did you think he was your second cousin? No. Well, I want. I wished he was. When I was, uh, I'll say twelve, maybe. I saw my first. I, I started watching Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah. And like immediately fell in love. I was a big fan. I was a huge fan. It's loved him. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Holy shit, I loved yeah. it. It like blew my mind. Yeah. And so I would tell people at school, like, oh yeah, Conan O'Brien, that's my mom's cousin. Ah, that's very funny. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was a very big fan of Conan. And when I found out that my dad and him graduated together, I was like, Oh, that mm. is so cool. But no, they my dad did not have friends. No. Not I mean, well, he had some friends. He had friends. One of them offed himself as oh. an adult. That's, that's a sad. shame. But he just didn't run in the same circles as Conan O'Brien. No, my dad didn't run in much circles. But I bet now they would. <laughs> Whatever no. that means. What? No. They're both intellectuals. They're both sure. clearly smart men who uh, can see through the bullshit a little bit. Totally, totally, totally. But I will... Harvard I, alums? Here's what I'll say about Stephen Colbert. Yes, hit me. Lay it on me. My favorite bit that he has done okay. since doing The Late Show okay. is he... Uh, did this the hungry for power game? He did the hungry for the Caesar. What's his name? Caesar, Caesar Flickerman. Flickerman. Yeah, he did a Caesar Flickerman uh, character from the Hunger Games, and he did the hungry for power games to follow the primaries and then the general election. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, I really did enjoy that because it, you know, we really are living through. It feels like it's becoming increasingly. Oh, it's yeah. Crossing over, Susan, break, yeah. Susan Collins could release a prequel series to The Hunger Games, and it could just be an American history textbook. Right. From we're like, like almost through the Looking Glass yeah. at this point. Yeah, we are, and that's it's scary, but Terrifying. it is also what a strange gift it is mm. to be able to live in this time. No, I don't mean that. It's not a gift, but what like what just what a strange, unique experience. Not even unique. What am I saying? No, it's unique. It's. But it's not, though. Every generation feels like it's the end of the world. You know, people feel like they are at a pinnacle in history, but Mm -hmm. genuinely, when you talk to, like I've spoken to women who are in their 
80s and 90s saying they have never seen this before. And these are potentially women who were born before they could vote. Do you know what I mean? Mm. This is a unique point in history and we have to acknowledge that and, you know, give... I know that you're one who is modest and likes to say, oh, no, no, no. But genuinely, when you have people like Dan Rather coming out Mm. and saying, people who have been there, who have been the reporters who are saying, this is unprecedented, I've never seen anything like this, who are alarmed, who are going to the airwaves and the Facebook waves, the Wi-Fi waves. and the E-waves. The E-waves. I-waves. I-waves. Y-waves. I-waves are the v- v- high-waves. There we are. When those people are alarmed, mm. like I saw- right. When Mikhail Gorbachev thinks that he that World War Three mm-hmm. is on the brink. When, yeah, okay. I mean, when the doomsday clock takes forward. When yeah. I, I was just outside um, taking a little moment for myself and I saw a tweet that was purportedly from uh, Prince Charles, which it turns out to be a fake account. Oh. But I believed it the first time okay. I saw it because this is- this What did is, at fake Prince Charles say? So at Prince Charles says, if Trump wants to ban those who can be radicalized by extremists, then he should start with anyone who voted for him. Hashtag Muslim ban. Yeah, no shit. I saved the tweet. I then cropped it and I was getting ready to post it. And I just mm, thought I would like go and do one- Double check, yeah. Because you know what, everybody- Everybody should be doing this yeah. before you share any That's fucking the thing. extreme vetting we should be doing. That's right. Vet one, your sources. Just one moment of Google fact checking. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, it's the world easy. will be a better place. I'm the biggest dummy around. And I know how to do that. Danny I know taught how me to, to do this, actually. I used to send Danny shit and he'd be like, that's fake. Yeah, it's easy. Or it's Before like, fake news was or real. Or that's from three years ago. Yeah. Like people seem to miss the date on stuff. Or they yeah. miss. Yeah. They're in such a hurry. They're it's, like, oh, they're outraged. They see the thing. Take, look, I'm telling you. I'm probably the stupidest person alive. Take 10 seconds mm-hmm. and you'll be able to figure it out. And the reason that it's like... Like literally, I might be the dumbest human being who's <laughs> no, ever No, 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 no. And I'm able to figure it out. But my bigger... You are able to figure it out if you're listening. Absolutely. And that... This, like that, seriously, I might be honestly, honest to God... No. I am honestly shocked every morning that I wake up and remember how to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> because I am seriously, legitimately, no hyperbole, that stupid. Well, and tur- I figured it, it out. It turns out intelligence has nothing to do with the part of the brain that decides when oh, you breathe. Okay, great. That's yeah. Otherwise, you would have off oh, yourself by now. Don't all right. Worry. But the thing that the the bigger point I wanted to make is just that when I first read it, mm-hmm. downloaded it, cropped it, I did all of that because I believed that you Prince want Charles it to be true. Not even wanted. I believed that ah, Prince Charles yes. had tweeted this. Yes. I am at the stage where I will believe this because shit is bananas. We are in the yeah, upside down we were saying it earlier i'd believe i'd if i saw on twitter as we were saying earlier that you know the first nuclear strike, strike had begun i would be like yeah okay mm-hmm. that checks mm-hmm. out i'm surprised it took this long yeah really i mean we invented nuclear weapons what i guess we used them already in uh hiroshima and nagasaki but like since then it's been 60 years we haven't used them that's shocking to me yeah that but that's good and that's no it, no it is good it's just like it is shocking that we have managed to keep our fucking grubby fucking fingers off of the nuclear button for 60 years that's that honestly is shocking to me it is and it's really scary that we have put someone in power who has blatant disregard and blatant uh uh I was going to say, I was say what I say. What I was going to say before you cut me off without even knowing what you wanted oh, to say. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm in show mode. What I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, is we've put someone in power who has been super, 
sure, it's an armchair diagnosis, but top psychologists, top psychologists at Johns Hopkins University, bonkers. Top psychologists actually across the country, cuckoo bananas, who have weighed in, donkey reigned. They have decided, not even decided, what is it? Diagnosed. They mm-hmm. have diagnosed Arpotis with wackadoodle, narcissistic personality oh, disorder. Yeah. It's not as sexy as well, bonkers. Uh, it means bonkers in just fancy terms. Uh, excuse us. Excuse us. <laughs> excuse us. Uh, uh, do you think people are enjoying this? I think they are. Continue. Well, I think Craig is enjoying it, and that is enough for me. Yeah, me too. Um, as long as Craig's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, that's all. But I, 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 there's I, a one to one ratio. <laughs> <laughs> We're enjoying it. Craig's enjoying it. That's as long as Craig's happy, world. I'm set. It. It's a low bar, but it's, uh, it's a good bar. Too. And if Flirchin, Craig, and Todd, and Apia are happy. There we go. And I bet Libby is enjoying this. She must be. I do think, though, it um, it's clear uh, from these people who've weighed in and from anyone with half a brain that he's mentally unstable. And mm. this is not to disparage the mentally ill no, at all. I'm whatsoever. mentally ill. The mentally ill are perfectly, perfectly capable of holding office and doing various things. But this is a 70-year-old man who has had the privilege of being able to do basically whatever the fuck he wants his whole life. It's very hard for people to break habits and change. So first of all, we're coming in with a guy who doesn't have normal decorum or mm-hmm. respect for for rules or behavior or, or mm-hmm. custom. Um, also suffers from narcissistic personality disorder, which is a pretty dangerous uh, personality disorder to suffer from if you have a lot of power. And may also suffer from other inst- mental instabilities, also possibly um, dementia which is maybe why he doesn't realize how often he's lying because he actually just forgets shit and doesn't know shit. Uh, Now, it's not just him. It's that then he is the puppet to Bannon. No puppet. You're the puppet. No puppet. Wrong. Bannon. Wrong. Remember that? And we elected him after that. We did. As annoying as you were by me doing that right now, we elected that person president. Literally in that debate, Hillary Clinton brings up the 17 intelligence agencies Mm that had evidence of Russia hacking our election and nobody batted an eye. Like what prompted him to have the puppet moment was she brought that up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I blame our media for all of this. When our media talks about the fact right now that we've had extreme vetting, when they finally talk about the fact that that vetting for immigrants takes two years, Mm -hmm. that it's all these questions, they did- 1% of the refugees qualify for this, you know? We knew- all of that back when Trump's platform was extreme vetting. And the first time he talked about extreme vetting on his soapbox, I wanted to know why is CNN not talking about the fact that we existing policy is extreme vetting? We currently, they didn't even talk about our current vetting policy at all. That's a great point. At all. Yeah. And I, at the time I was like, this is crazy. Do people not think we vet these refugees? When he says we're letting people in left and right, do they believe that? Do they think really where our borders are just a free for all? No, obviously we have vetting in place. And now the media is happy to serve their role once they've been mm-hmm. called fucking fake news by the fucking president. They're told to keep their mouth shut. But what they couldn't do their fucking job a year ago? Like fuck Donald the guy. Trump him. and his administration think- should be on their knees thanking the media. Yeah. I mean, the fact, like, honestly, this whole Russia thing, I get it. It's a useful way to talk about, to delegitimize him or whatever. But Russia's role, Russia's hand in this election was very small compared to our own undoing. 
And part of it is CNN wants ratings. CNN is a capitalistic enterprise. It is not state-sponsored, government-sponsored. It is not, not even sponsored, but like funded, right? Mm -hmm. It is not, uh, it it only cares about its bottom line. The CEO, immediately after the election, admitted that it was a mistake to have aired Donald Trump's rallies in full during the primaries. But they knew they'd get the ratings out of it. The part that is fucking uh, inexcusable inexcusable is when Trump talked about this Muslim ban, when Trump talked about extreme vetting, there should have been a report that said, okay, well, currently it takes two years to let an immigrant in. Currently, only a fraction of a percent of people are actually let into this country. Currently, not a single refugee who has been admitted into this country has committed an act of terror. Not a single one. So what is this extreme vetting that Donald Trump is talking about? Why was that not a single segment on CNN? And that is why I blame our media 100%. And it's that is a microcosm right there. That is a single example. But if you look, if you look at, uh, you, can, you can go on Google. They have got uh, beautiful data graphics showing you the uh, number of times that like Hillary Clinton talked about jobs. Mm-hmm. Jobs it was literally the most talked about thing that she talked about. The most mentioned word followed by like economy and uh, like industry or something. What whereas, where was emails? Whereas you compare it to what the media talked about. Mm-hmm. You can make a, a word map, a word, a word cloud, cloud yep. of Hillary and Trump. And the, the, the word map for Hillary, it's enormous. The word is email. It's the whole page. And then the words that are slightly smaller but still very big are like scandal, health, not even the word president, not even the word democratic. Trump, it's like Trump, president, mm-hmm. fucking, there's like nothing bad there. I'm just saying, our media fucking yeah, fucked us. they did. They You're absolutely right. They fucking fucked us. And I will not forgive them. I'm like happy to stand by them while they stand up against the power. I will back them. Well, I will whatever. Let's say but not to put words in your mouth. No. Maybe you'll forgive them, but you'll never forget what they did. That's exactly right. I will never forget what they did. I will never shut up about it. And but at uh, least they're trying to make amends. At least they're trying to right the the the, the, the ship. Totally. And that we have they fucking veered way off course. That's right. And we always yep. and we at this stage in the game do have to. I don't. We got to rally. Really we got to unify. We have to work. We have to unify. Yeah. Like I don't. You the don't, right you, is great, and look, you don't need to mostly you don't white have people to, to tell you this, but the right is great at unifying, and I personally think the left needs uh, to work on it. Yeah. Here's the thing: to unify does not require forgiveness. Yeah, it requires understanding. It just requires that you hold hands and recognize and you have a common shared goal. That's it. I don't forgive the media but I certainly will support them in what they're doing now. I do not forgive the people who voted for Jill Stein and Bernie, mm-hmm. not Bernie Sanders, Jill Stein and what's his Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Oh, people, well, people also voted for Bernie Sanders in this election. And that they dog sandwich. In. I mean, like everybody yep. voted for whatever they wanted and didn't vote. I will not forgive those people, but I certainly will uh, unite with them and hold their hands and work towards a common goal. Mm. And I think that that message can spread uh, to other areas of your life where maybe you're frustrated that where were these people when Black Lives Matter was protesting? Where are these people when this and that? Where are these people who didn't show up until it was their ass on the line? Mm-hmm. We don't have to forgive those people, myself included. You don't have to forgive me for not being there, 
But it is a time when you can unite with me, you can mm. unite with those other people, and you can say, well, now we have a common enemy, and we'll now we have a common goal, and we will fucking it. work together, because yep. otherwise, that's some petty-ass bullshit that will, will genuinely result in the destruction of the human race, at which point, no grudges matter. Yeah. Black lives matter, no grudges matter. Exactly. That's my position. Shall we move on into the song of the week? Yeah. So this week's song of the week comes to us Is from the called- Hold Steady. Oh, oh what, what did you want it to be called? Quiet. No, I'm sorry. Can we do that after your song? Do I get a song of the week? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, this week's song of the week is from comes to us from the Hold Steady. This is the song for Boston, a B-side oh. from their landmark album, Boys and Girls in America. This is one of my favorite songs. Danny uh, put this on an album for me. We did a little like... I wanted to be romantic and make him a mixtape one time, so I made him a mix playlist. And then we're I made her 20, like whatever. Then I made her like a four-hour mix. It was like, <laughs> like two CDs worth. So this is for Boston oh, by the Hold Steady. When they say they're looking around for the OC, they ain't talking about the TV. Some townie has got a diamond wrapped up in a dish towel and he's trying to do a deal with me. Study. That's on the recent release, recently released 10th anniversary edition of Boys and Girls in America. That's a bo- that Aww. was a B-side, and it's a bonus track on this new album. Now, Quiet, you mentioned. Yeah, this Why is Why don't you from, uh, explain what Quiet is? So this comes from an artist called Milk, M-I-L-C-K. The really special thing about this is, if you've heard it before, it's because there is a viral video you may have seen right after the Women's March. So um, this song is about... Uh, standing up and not being silent in the face of oppression. And there was a group of women from all across the country who learned this song, rehearsed it together online. And when they came together in DC for the Women's March, they sang it together for the very first time. And the videos of this event went totally viral. Mm. And she actually, ha- uh, Samantha B had Milk and uh, two of the Cookies. choirs, um, Milk the Artist. Mm. And two uh, uh, choirs who had uh, come together to sing with her had them on the show to sing. But this is the uh, the original single from Milk, um, Quiet. Oh, if I don't say something, if I just lie still, would I be then my- 
by milk so good don't you feel like inspired so good i do feel I, you played this for me last night in the cab home while i was feeling pretty bummed about the interactions with my family that we talked about on last week's episode and it was a very nice song very uplifting i downloaded it for a dollar on my tunes and now i um i try to listen to it every day you own a piece of history it makes me feel empowered inspired and like less alone mm. i don't know yeah. Scary times we're living in. They are scary. But you know what's lot you know what's not scary? Oh, Christmas. Today is Danny's Christmas. Today is Danny's Christmas. So look, in the <laughs> Venn diagram of things that make me truly stupidly joyous, who aren't human beings I know and love. There's Star Wars and there's the Mountain Goats. And what do you get in the middle of that Venn diagram? Is the door Rosa left open for the recording. And that's just fine with me because it's the end of <laughs> Rose is coming back in. She told me to be quiet. Will you just shut that door all the way on your way out? All right. Bye-bye. Rose is away. It's time for Vidani to play. So this is uh, not breaking news, but it came out the day we recorded this episode. The Mountain Goats have, drumroll please, recorded the official theme song to Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. So exciting to me. It is called the it's called the ultimate Jedi who wastes all the other Jedi and eats their bones and a little backstory. And then we're going to play the whole song because it was released for free. And uh, I think the whole world needs to hear it. But Ryan Johnson, director of Looper and Brick and the Brothers Bloom and the upcoming Star Wars Episode eight, The Last Jedi. He's close friends with John Darnell of the Mountain Goats. Uh, Ryan Johnson uh, film. He directed a Mountain Goats concert uh, film. When they were uh, after their album, The Life of a World to Come came out. So they, they go back, these two. And John Darnell of the Mountain Goats tried his hardest to get Ryan Johnson to title episode eight, The Ultimate Jedi Who Wastes All the Other Jedi and Eats Their Bones. Of course, he was unsuccessful. Episode eight is titled The Last Jedi. But luckily, Ryan Johnson said to John Darnell of the Mountain Goats, record the theme song. You must. And what did John Darnell do? You recorded the theme song. You must. Ultimate Jedi who wastes all the other Jedi and, and eats their bones. Yeah. Yes, by the Mountain Goats. Uh, it's from, from Star Wars. And this song, the I new love. It's not, not in theaters yet. Truly love it. Three, four. Stay true to the path, young Jedi. Cleave to the precepts you've been given Remember those who went before and cleared a way for you Let your deeds give hope and comfort to the living Let your deeds give hope and comfort to the living Do your best in city or in small plan Peace over anger, honor over hate At the end of all your days One Jedi waits for you 
With the dust of Jedi bones piled high like parsnips on his plate. With the dust of Jedi bones piled up like parsnips on his plate. Specifically, just their bones. All the soft parts you can keep. It's the bones that have the calcium, so he says. The long feast will be filmed for mass consumption. The cameras Ryan's got these days are unimaginably high res. Despair not for the end that waits for you. Fear not the fire in which your flesh must burn. All the Jedi from all the planets in this putrid universe. Get eaten by this last one and now it's your turn. They get eaten by this last one and now it's your turn. Bones, 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 bones. Bones, 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 bones. The ultimate Jedi who wastes all the other Jedi has eaten up all their bones. All their bones, 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 bones. Oh, are you kidding me? That was the best song I think I've ever heard. In my life, literally. Look, I'll say this. And I don't say this lightly because I do like to stand behind the art that I stand behind. But every single song I have ever played on this show has been a giant, wet, hot, steamy American piece of shit compared to what we just heard. The ultimate Jedi who wastes all the other Jedi and eats their bones by the mountain goats. Easily. And I don't say this lightly, but I will say it easily. Easily the best song uh, ever written. Ever. Best song of the 21st century? Check. Best song of the 20th century? Check. Best song of the 19th century? Check. How long ago? How, how well, When did music get invented? I guess we'll keep going until we find out. Best song of the 18th century? Hmm. Check. Best song. Okay, we're not going to keep doing this. But man, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's awesome that someone so... Look, they're not... They're not underground, but they're not mainstream. They're more niche. I'll say niche. I think it's awesome that someone so niche as the Mountain Goats can find such a home and such a supportive environment and something so mainstream and gigantic and like zeitgeisty as Star Wars. I mean, the Mountain Goats and Star Wars is something that I never, ever, ever would have thought would go together. But I think those the, 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 the two minutes and 22 seconds of pure joyous music we just heard is proof that they can now we are at two hours and 17 18 minutes uh for this goddamn fucking show rose is outside rose is taking a little break she can only stand so much of me for so long so i'm in here i do desperately want to end the show but i don't want to end it before she comes inside so bad news for you i'm gonna have to keep vamping uh you know what you know who i'm gonna have to have uh helping me vamp uh let me go get him but oh there he is he's knocking hang on let me go answer the door creek slam creek slam shot uh it's franklin delano moss everyone give it a round of applause franklin delano moss is here let me pass the mic off to franklin and i'm gonna go pee real quick and franklin's gonna take over all right oh hey there everyone it's me franklin delano moss Named after the president, not the one you're thinking of. Welcome to the Shane Moss Memorial Hour. 
episode three, <laughs> the final countdown, the big kahuna. I am so honored. Danny's in the bathroom right now. He can't hear me, so I can feel free to speak freely about him. I am so honored that Danny found it in his heart to invite me on yet again after the lukewarm and then, frankly, hateful response of my last couple of episodes. Uh, you know, I know that art is uh, subjective. I know that not everyone's going to love everything. But I did know that if Danny gave me a chance, and if Danny's listeners would just give me a chance to prove myself and to show them that I could shine, shine, shine like the big, bright, shining star that I am, that they would see that the art that I have to offer is worth consuming and is worth paying $15 a month for, in addition to every Keith and the Girl show ever recorded and all the Flavor of the Month shows, all the Wrap It Up shows. Oh, I'll tell you this. Mateo and Emma, they were super annoying every time we came in to record. They were always late. They were never prepared. They would have me find YouTube links on the fly. So there's a little... Danny told me to tell that to you. Uh, oh, Rosa's been... Hi, Rosa. Uh, we've never met, but uh, we've talked over the phone. My name is Franklin. It's a real pleasure to meet you. The show's oh the show's about to end. Uh, Danny had to go oh pee, and he he had me come in. My goodness! I'd like to shake your hand. It's a real Franklin honor to meet you, Delano. Moss. Talking to you on the phone was one of the highlights of my life. Uh, yeah. Especially after I thought my son had died, I was in a real low place, and you we, really uh, I talked you through that. You talked me through that, and even though it turned out he wasn't really dead and was fucking my wife, yeah, now ex-wife. It still Good. helped a lot. I'm glad you guys. Um, and while you, uh, I just wanted to relay a message Danny told me to tell uh, when you're coming in. Uh, Mateo and Emma were super annoying every time they came in to record. He just wanted me to let you guys know. Uh, and uh, I think Danny's annoyed at how positive the reception to Mateo and Emma's show has been. <laughs> because they really couldn't have given less of a shit about it, is what Danny told me. So You know, Danny, I think, deserves um, a lot of amends and appreciation because sure, and sometimes given, he pops off on, at the mouth. All right, I'm sorry, on, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Stuff, I Franklin. know, you know, I'm a firecracker. FDM, give me a moment. Sorry, Danny poured his heart and soul into this show. He did. He dedicated countless hours and emotional dollars. He gave a couple of them to me. Those hours, not the dollars. He gave. He didn't give any of the dollars to me. How many hours did he? He gave you more than a couple. He gave me two hours total. Plus. Some little here and there. No, I think it was all cumulative two hours. Okay, cumulative. One episode was an hour. One episode was 40 minutes. There were a couple five-minute segments here and there. There we go. Two hours total. Love it. But he gave so much of himself to this show. He, I guess you could say that. He gave um, his heart and soul to this show yeah. for five years. And, you know, I think people do appreciate him. And, and some people may let him know that. Not everyone who's out there. Well, um, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, isn't it? It is the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But um, he is appreciative of all of the support that he's had. I I know because he's told it to me. Mm, um, that's sweet. You guys seem like you have a nice relationship. We do. We have a very happy. Sorry, healthy, I slur my words. I have a gen, I have a genetic uh, disease. Uh, you have a, gen, you have a gin and tonic in your hand. I have a gin and tonic disease. <laughs> 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 I have been drinking to cope with uh, uh, the terrible turns my life has taken. But please go ahead. But um, but no, and uh, and I think I I I personally just really appreciate that you guys have given him the opportunity to grow and develop as an artist. You guys have been so supportive for him because I, in the brief time that I've known him relative to how long you guys have known him, I've seen him grow leaps and bounds in direct response to your support. Uh, and, you know, 
I wouldn't just fall for any old numbskull. Oh, yeah. And if there's anything anyone could say about me, it's that I'm any old numbskull. Oh, but we're talking about Danny. <laughs> That's right. That's why I haven't fallen for Franklin. <laughs> yes, well, despite my best efforts, I was trying to flirt with you pretty hard on the phone for that one episode. Well, I guess that's why you told me about your shit ex-wife. Oh, the worst she was. They always talk about their ex-wives when they want to get in your pants. Right, ladies? Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. You're not um, wrong. But Women be shopping. Right? Women that, be we, we, shopping. Can we say that still? I guess. Probably. It's, it is 27. Whatever. I'm a little dizzy. Um, Who isn't with the world these days? The world is dizzying. You okay? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Okay. But, uh, but Let me know if you need to go get Danny. I'll I'll be okay, Franklin. Okay, okay. I appreciate the concern. Sure, I is love this, you. I mean, Danny flirt, loves you. Yeah, is this what flirt, is this mm. how you? No, flirt? no, I'm not. I'm in. A, you know, I'm. Jesus a, Christ! Frank, I'm married. Lock it down. I'm married to Stacy's mom, and her three beautiful. I'm not married. I've to heard them, that but she has it going on. So she has I get it going it. on. I get it. Uh, but no, I think uh, you know, uh, it has both been a real opportunity for Danny mm. and um, an opportunity for you guys, or really a gift for you guys. Uh, but I do want to say thank you. And, You're welcome. And Franklin, as long as we're here, oh. I thought could we could we uh, talk to anybody else? Who else? Who in the canon could we find? Oh, here could we call? Well, could we dial up the stars? Could we dial up the stars? Well, I am an avid listener of That's the Show of Danny, so I do know for a fact that recently John Wayne Gacy, no, 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 I mean no, Ron no, Wayne no, Gacy, no, 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 made an appearance. No, 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 so no, he's no. not going to show up, is what I'm saying, because he's already been on. No, when I say the stars, I mean the star man. The star man. Do you know how to get in contact with oh, the star man? Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Let me uh, dial up Skype. Beep boop beep 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 boop boop. Beep, boop. Hello, this is Heaven. May I direct your call? Uh, yes. Hi, Heaven. I uh, do you have a listing for a star man? Oh yes, right away. I'll connect you, sir. Hello. Wow, the star man is here. Franklin, I thought I would be talking to Danny the star next man. time I got contacted by this number, but I guess no. Danny is shitting here. his brains out in that toilet, shit. and he's about to find out the hard way. There's no oh, more toilet shit. paper. Well, actually... Wow, I'm so excited to get the chance to talk to you, Starman. I, uh, you're welcome. I will say Danny is fine, because, uh, Rosa, the lovely... Oh, oh what I've a lovely girl. Oh, you're telling right? me. Oh, yeah. Rosa is the cream of the crunk. The I creme love, de la crunk, if you will. I love inhabiting her body as a, um, mm, as the gateway. I can but, see that. Um, you're having a little fun down there? Hey, show me your hands. Hands, hands on, the table. on the table. Let Come me on. just sit right up again. Okay. Uh... She did, I saw, okay. she did put um, a new fresh roll from the closet in the bathroom. Oh, Danny will love that. She took a, she took her like fourth leak and after she, <laughs> she pissed. She does love pissing. After she and pissed, you know that more than anyone's star, she man. She squatted her way to the closet. I, she hoped she didn't drip on the floor. Oh, well, it uh, must be dried by now, so we'll never know. And she retrieved I, what she believed to be the last roll of toilet paper. Who wow. knows? Now, I don't know. I Danny is leaving, as far as I know. So I guess that's not even his responsibility anymore to replace no, the toilet paper. No, I believe paper. it's um, Andre Andrea. Oh, I've heard Andre of her. She's is bad that what news. They call her? I believe it's Andrea, yes. Andrea, yes. it's Andrea. It's not clear to me why they let her into the country. She is a... She's Canadian. I didn't realize... Well, you're not an American uh, star No, man. but You're I not in anything anymore. You're just a... You're a, form, you're just, a, a formless um, ball of energy. Yeah, I. Uh, lives in heaven. 
a gaseous body. Gaseous body. That's why they call me the star man. That's so perfect. I mean, this, I'm in... Uh, King of the stars, they say. Yeah. They gave me a crown when I got there. Really? What yeah. was it made of? Uh, methane? It, it was made of liquid methane. Okay. But it's less dense than uh, uh, other gaseous forms. Mm. So it does float above my, like... I don't okay. know the top, uh, the dorsal bit of my gaseous distribution. I wouldn't say it's my head, but sure, you sure. might. No, identify I'm with it you right there all the way, hundred percent. Uh, but there are rubies embedded where in the liquid methane they flow. Oh, okay. But it's because I do. Like so it's like Saturn's ring, if you will. It's Starman's crown ring. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm not a scientist, so I wouldn't know that. I only thought Saturn only had one ring. What did you do, Franklin? What what was your profession? I was an insurance claims investigator. All right. And did you help people? No, absolutely not. You worked on behalf of the insurance company. I worked on behalf of me and me alone. And it it did it so happen that me happened to line up with the insurance companies. Yes, sure. But I never, ever, ever betrayed my values. I also never, ever, ever worked once for the people. If that answers your question. And I do hope it does. It does. I also was a volunteer fireman and a podcaster. Wow. That's quite the repertoire. Yeah, I was bored. A lot of free time. A real renaissance man. Well, okay. Have you met some of the renaissance figures up there in heaven? Have you met Michelangelo? Me and Leo. 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 Oh, Leo. Da Vinci. Of the Pussy Posse? Oh, Da Vinci. No, the... Okay, not DiCaprio. No, no, no. No, DiCaprio, DiCaprio is still with y'all Boring. on the planet. Barely. Have you seen that guy? Those eyes are as he's dead not, as they come. Honestly, he's not leaving until he gets an Academy Award. <laughs> oh, didn't he get one for uh, the right. shitty movie he I was did? Not The around. Revenant? I missed it. I was not around for that. And that uh, shitty, I boycotted the last... Um, I feel like I sound like Sharon Osbourne more mm. than uh, David, but that's no, probably because I'm speaking through a woman's of body. Of course. But um, I did boycott... Uh, Oscar's so white was I believe the, yes, the hashtag we used. Yes, that was huge. Yes. So in my ma- in my mind, uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, uh, Leo yeah. still hasn't won, and I don't right. think it's, it's legitimate until he wins an Oscar at an Oscars that's not boycotted. Okay. Like this year didn't count. So what? Well, what was he in this year? I don't think he was in a movie this year. So no, this year doesn't count. Because he, year's not I think he thinks that he's on vacation because he thinks he got awards. So because he quote he ha- won an has, Oscar. He and hasn't yet. Quotes. So yeah, 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 as yeah, long yeah, as yeah. he doesn't OD, yeah. he does have you know probably a few decades left in him, and he'll get there. I promise. Because mm-hmm. you know, everyone does. Everyone does. If Elliot Smith OD'd, you bet your ass, Leonardo. Oh, I meant he OD. will get his second. He'll get his oh. first proper. But yeah, eventually he'll. They'll all. They all die. We've got an opium crisis in heaven. An epidemic. No, I mean on earth. There's no crises in heaven. I don't know you if you understand the, the concept. You want. Yeah, it's by definition you are on opium if you're in heaven. Okay. It's the default state. So do you get used? To, does it? Does it ever? Get, Never. Oh, it's wow. always like the first time. Wow. Yeah, and you don't even have to do much. It's like you're just. Always at the beginning of your very first high. Wow. The alternative, the flip side is Mm. if you go to hell, it's as if you're in the very first nuclear strike in the first moments, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, because he's in hell. Well, um, Alan Rickman, is Alan Rickman in hell? uh, No. No? You know, he did, Prince. He did play an angel on TV, which you would think, but not TV, but movie, film. Mm -hmm. 
which you would think the only would halfway good Kevin Smith movie that is but, barely yeah, halfway good, precisely because not he, even halfway good. He helped carry that film, uh-huh. so he was rewarded uh, good Handsomely. points for that. Okay. But, uh, but no, the people, Fisher? the people who are in hell are mostly like Nixon. Oh, sure. I forgot. It's not even just people who Reagan. died in 2016. It's people who have died yeah. all of the time before Hitler. that. Hitler's in hell. Yeah. Really? That's controversial. He, you know, he tried to make a pitch that he genuinely thought he was doing the right mm-hmm. thing. Sure. But they saw right through that. Yes, he's very transparent. They're not guy. idiots up there. No, up they're here. not. We know, you know. Did he paint his presentation? I know he's a bit of an artist. Did they, he try to paint um, it? They took away his paints and he tried to paint in shit. Oh, excrement. that's classic Adolf. It's very subversive. It's edgy. It There's, is edgy. It's, it's well, it was edgy in, in like, shit. I don't know, the 70s? More recently, even there's oh, okay. a, there's a talented artist who uses like blood. He made an entire bust of himself out of eight uh, gallons of his own blood. Wow, that's Does how he, much blood you have always in you. So. I don't know what his or her name was, but I assume he or she wishes his or her name was Marcel Duchamp. It's it wasn't. Um, he but you know it's a it takes after Duchamp's works. Okay. Reappropriating materials to become other materials. It's like Marcel Duchamp meets the attitude. It's like the attitude of today. It's like Tude descending a staircase. Yeah, Tude descending. I think, yes. I think that's nail on the head. Um, Very highbrow, lowbrow. Very. Starman. But, you know, there's a lot of people today Mm -hmm. who are going to be in hell. (gasps) People who are. Like whom? I think like Reince Priebus, Paul oh, Ryan, sure, Mitch sure, McConnell, sure, sure. Uh, James Comey. We've Danny already Hatch. we've already honestly yeah. stopped the downstairs down in the bad know, place. The bad place. They've already started to uh, develop um, the spaces for Comey, McConnell. Really? Ryan. Are yeah. they nice apartments for those guys? Or? They are not nice. Mm, they are damn. unimaginably awful cruel like help me imagine it though so in one it's just a vat Uh of piss warm piss like like warm but not hot piss where it feels kind of like you're in a hot tub no no, no, no. it's like room temp piss uh, no thanks who's that for is that ryan's piss piss that's for ryan's piss piss uh and then paul ryan instead of uh just a vat of piss he gets a vat of piss that has like I think it's like 7,200 drowned cockroaches. Ooh. Some of them are still swimming alive, for but life. barely there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they're biting him. They're trying to survive. They're but just they're alive squirming. enough that he can feel their terrible yeah. little legs on his arms. They're, they're, fuzzy, little, they're Oof, fuzzy little legs. That doesn't sound fun at all. Um, What's Mitch yeah. McConnell got? Oh, Mitch McConnell is, um, it's like a taffy shop where okay, they're trying nice. to stretch and pull and spin taffy from his um, uh, gullet. What's the bit that yes, they call in his, the neck? Uh, his turkey neck. Yeah, they're just, it's um it, it's constantly being rolled into a taffy um, press. And then there are these children, but they're just demon children who at the end are, Eating it. Eating it. And then, and then when they, they barf sh- it up. That's and right. Then, and then okay. they take and then it goes back into the vat. Yes. No, I read this in, 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 yeah. in the Divine Comedy, I remember. That was the seventh layer mm-hmm. of hell. So, and, you know, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump, it's just. Um, He's in hell too? Yeah, I know it's controversial. But he's such a goofy guy. He's just so funny. You wonder how. He's just as bad as Hillary, some would say, who sat in this chair. You mean he's just as bad as Hitler? Did I hear you right? No, I said Hillary. 
No, I think you're mistaken. No, He's I'm just Hillary. as bad as no, Hitler. Say, I'm not saying Hillary. No, because Hillary has right. got a throne up here. They've already started preparing. Really? Yeah, so when she gets here... But her emails and stuff, and lie after lie, cheat after cheat, sin after sin. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that uh-huh. was just um, Satan. We thought we'd let him um, have a little fun. We oh. thought it was it's supposed to be a test for Americans because America Uh-oh. thinks it's this like Christian nation. Right. And so to so prove it, okay. we had a little betting pole, pole where we were like, hey, okay, fine. <laughs> Let's see how Christian these Christians yeah. can be. And so we sent them uh, the most talented, uh, the most um, Able. qualified. Able. Uh, yeah, this okay. candidate, and we we mouth. sent a little bit of blemish along with her, like a very small scandal. Oh, mm-hmm. she used this server at a time when there was some tradition right. about technology, and whatever. The scandal where four Americans died under her watch as Secretary of State, and that was blown up into being right. as bad as how many people died under that's uh, right Colin Powell's. Well, much fewer, but yes, yes, it's precisely yes. And we thought it would be like Joe. Job, 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 Job. Where it's like, hey. In the end, you still go with God, even right. Uh, But it turns out Americans don't go with God. They are not good Christians, and they elected this monster. So uh, Hillary, when she gets to heaven, Uh um, she gets to a be president of of heaven of heaven for for four years, (laughs) just four years. That's fair. Um, she doesn't get she doesn't get, re- she doesn't get reelected. Oh, you only have a one term. Up she's, there. It's a one term, and she probably wouldn't have got unreelected if she'd been elected, because you know America's in, in bad shape. Who's president shit. right now in of heaven? Well, we don't usually have a president in heaven. Oh, it was okay. that would be for her. Sure. We would do a four year. She gets okay. to be president. Uh, You're casting her without an audition. That's right, and we All would right. give her a democratic house and senate. That's nice of you. Just. Because it's fucking heaven. Yeah, Uh, she would get to enact universal health care for heaven. For heaven, and not that they need it, but she'd get to do it. You know, just Mm -hmm, to like mm -hmm. exercise those muscles. Sure, sure. Uh, Also, universal salary. Oh, it's mostly an exercise in uh, giving her the the path that she deserved, but we didn't give to her. So she gets to do that. Uh, when she gets here, whenever that happens. Um, and then in hell for Donald, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen like a bacon factory, but. Of course I have. Yeah. It's I'm like, an American. A, it's basically a very long griddle that is an, a conveyor belt. Okay. And we, it's, we're just cooking his skin into bacon because he obviously likes to bake his yeah, skin. Yeah, he's a little piggy. It's, little piggy boy. And so we, and we, with his belly, we make, um, you know, like pork belly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and with his mm-hmm. cheeks, we make barbacoa. That's what the Mexican- Oh, from Chipotle. Uh, uh, that's right. That's with like the taco trucks. They yeah, make the, on every corner. So on every corner in hell for four years, okay. they are making barbacoa tacos out of Donald Trump's cheeks. And then they're making bacon out of his skin. Uh, and they're making pork belly. Um, it's like an appetizer. Huh. And then after those four Sounds years- He's just uh, being raped by all of oh, his goodness. previous, I don't think by demons that. who are impersonating his uh, previous victims. wives and okay. victims. Yes, yeah, so that seems only fitting. I think so, but yes. for, the, for the first four years, he's not being sexually violated. He's just, he's being, just eaten. being eaten and okay. cooked. Okay, uh, on a loop. Sure, and then it's just uh, sexual violation. So I think you know these guys are going to get their comeuppance. So try to not feel as badly mm. if you can. They are here to do some damage, and they mm. will continue it. But 
Um, rest easy. They will, they will be punished. Oh, Starman, we're losing, we're losing you, Starman. The reception is. Oh, Goodbye, Starman, we're gonna have to let you go. Oh, oh. Starman, okay. I love you. Uh, Rose is amazing. Thank you, Starman, so much. Um, all right. Well, my name's Franklin Delano Moss. Danny's still on the shitter. This has been That's the Show of Danny. Thanks for listening for the past four years. I love you. Bye.